Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What's happening, weirdos? Finally, the wonderful, amazing, brilliant Reggie Watts, uh, who you may know from the intro song to this podcast. That's Reggie singing in every episode ever of this show. Finally gets to sit down with me for an amazing two and a half hour conversation. We had such a wonderful time, such a great and true and honest connection. I'm so excited to share it with you. He was amazing. Uh, the only thing I have to plug on my end is October 5th. I will be at Largo here in L.A. doing a show, uh, largo-la.com for tickets. It's a stand-up show with guests, and uh, it's always great. Uh, the last one was Judd Apatow and Sarah Silverman. Um, this one, uh, I promise, is going to be uh, just as amazing. I hope you can come out if you're in the Los Angeles area or feel like traveling. Um, and all the T-shirts and things that we've ever sold for this podcast are all available at PeteHolmes.com. And our wonderful sponsor for this uh, episode is Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club was wonderful enough to send me uh, a bunch of razors and lotions and uh, aftershave and all that sort of wonderful stuff. You gotta check them out. Guys, you don't need to choose between price and quality to get an amazing and affordable shave. DollarShaveClub.com is the answer. To prove how amazing their shave really is, right now they are going to give you your first month free to join the club. That's right, first month free. They deliver amazing razors right to my door, and it's a third of the price for what the greedy kind of BS razor corporations charge. Seriously, I have no reason to deal with the drugstore where you have to ask the guy at the front to unlock it like a, a fancy jewel case and open the fortress. There's no reason to do that after you join the club. So just go to dollarshapeclub.com and pick a razor that works for you from their lineup of amazing blades, which sounds like a Nintendo hockey game, but it's true. They have amazing blades of glory. And that's all there is to it. I get a first-class shave when I use the Executive Blade, my favorite blade. And when I use it with their Dr. Carver Shave Butter, the blade just gently glides over my beautiful face for the smoothest shave ever. So go to Dollar Shave Glove and you can look, smell, and shave like a million bucks without paying for it. So here's your chance to see why over 3 million members like me love Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club is so confident the quality of all their products now you can get your first month of the club full free just pay shipping after all it's just a few bucks a month no long-term commitment no hidden fees just go to dollarshaveclub.com and enter promo code oh weird weird do it and get shaven shave whatever's hairy that should be their slogan dollar shave club shave whatever's hairy <laughs> oh man uh, all right, guys. Enjoy Reggie Watts. Hope to see you at Largo on October 5th. In the meantime, enjoy the amazing Regibold Watts. Get into it. <laughs> Regibold. Hey, <man. laughs> How are you, man? Oh, you're coming this way. I like it. Nice to see you. Nice to see you man. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. This is, uh, I guess, Oh, nice. 
I parked behind the thing, but uh, I'm blocking a van. It's the only thing, but it, the van's like really deep in there. Yeah, the van's. I think the van is uh, the people that run the the oh, store. Okay, so good. So we're fine. We'll okay, be leaving. That's the only them. thing that's yeah blocking. Plus, they know. Yeah. They know which of the rap scallions are parking in the back. It's the podcast, folks. Oh gosh, damn it! Okay. What are you doing? Did you fly in today? I flew. Put in. these on. I flew in today. Put them on. You're a music I'm, man. I'm putting it on. <laughs> you putting, want that high I'm, quality I'm, audio? I'm putting you on, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna put all of you on. You flew today? Yeah. Today. I'm so. That's why I texted you. Because if I, I fly somewhere, I, yeah. that's it. That's all I do that day. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not yeah. going to a... You landed at 11. Sorry, you go. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. That's a, I, I, Yeah, I landed at like uh, 11.58. Yeah. And I just uh, went back home and, you know. But I've always wanted to do the podcast. So I, I, so I was like, so I was very stoked to do that. So it didn't well, really matter to me. That makes me happy. Yeah. But in general, so this is like you are exerting. You're, you're going for it. Typically, you fly and you might want to go home and lay in a hammock. I, I might, you know, I might go home and, you know, hang out or something like that. But like I have this and then I'm going to see Bob Mould tonight. Who Bob Mould? Um, Bob Mould. Yeah. Do you know him? I don't know From that. Who's The band Who's These sound like, if you yeah, don't want to tell me what no, you're no, doing no, tonight, oh you god. don't have to make up. Oh my God. No, no. Things. No, it's the best. <laughs> he's, he's, he's amazing. I saw him at uh, uh, Midpoint Festival where I was at this week. Weekend performing musician in Cincinnati. Yeah, he's a musician. He's incredible. He's like a legendary guy from the late eighties punk punk scene. Um, punk band is he currently playing punk rock? Yeah, the, yeah. The music's still pretty punk, but he's I don't know. He's probably like early sixties or something like that. Okay. I think, or maybe late fifties. But he's just he's just destroying it still. And this band is amazing. It's a trio. So they're playing. I can't. There's like I used oh, to block parties playing too. I used to be so biased towards trios. I thought all punk bands had to be trios. Oh, yeah. I thought right. if there was one guy that just sang, I was like, it wasn't uh, DIY enough. I was oh, like, there's right, two, one right. too many guys. Right, yeah, you're right, you're right. Teach the bass player how to sing. There should be a limitation on that. <laughs> I, wa- I always wanted it to be as minimal as possible. And when, like, Soundgarden used yeah. to do a lot of songs that they down-tuned for, I was like, no, it should be utilitarian. Uh, it should be <laughs> tuned normal. Right. Normal tuning. Deal with what you got. Yeah. I get it. Don't yeah. fuck with us. Yeah. I I don't want to be sitting in a garage trying to figure out how to play Black Hole Sun and I have to drop to a low uh, D. <laughs> I don't want to do it. It no, seemed like cheating. Of course, I don't feel that way anymore. No dropping, please. Yeah. No droppings. I, are you into punk rock at all? Uh, it sounds you know, like you are. I mean, a bit. A bit. I, I wasn't like a... Uh, an avid follower, but my, a lot of my friends are skaters and and BMXers, and they listen to a lot of punk rock. So I was expo- exposed to it a lot I when I was a kid. It. But I mean, I love you know. But I'm for me, it's more like Sex Pistols, PIL, which arguably isn't necessarily punk rock, but uh, you know, Black Flag, mm-hmm. Dead Kennedys, mm-hmm. and. Henry know. Rollins impossibly did this podcast. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Henry Dude, Rollins did podcast. I know. It was incredible. What a legend. It was intense. Yeah. I like yeah. to say this to the guests like it means anything to them. Right where you're sitting. Yeah. <laughs> it was Henry Rollins. Oh my God. Rollins. Isn't that cool? What do you, how do you use music? The reason I ask is I listen to punk rock. I still love punk rock. Oh. Okay. But I typically listen to it when I'm very frustrated. Like it helps me cathartic. Yeah, cathartic. Yes, cathartic. Yeah, I mean it's it's. Uh, I mean it's an incredible music. I mean I I like going to. I like seeing it live. You know, like well, my first concert I ever saw live concert was in Missoula, Montana. It was nineteen eighty seven or something like that, and it was mm-hmm. Fugazi. No way. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. But what 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 relationship do you other than performing it? How do you incorporate music into your life? 
Oh, is it just constant? You listen to it, you go to shows. Is it dependent on mood? Is it like, are there days where you're like, I can't listen to that band even <laughs> though I love them because I'm too high strung? Right. Clearly, I'm just projecting mm. onto you. No, but no, this no. This is what I do. No, it's, I mean, I like it. <laughs> I like what you do. It's good. This is a good life you have. Um, I like it. No, I, I, I listen. I mean, I listen to my fair bit of music uh, in the car. Obviously, is like the thing here in L.A. But For sure. uh, I, I'll get. I, I usually get hooked. I generally find stuff on KCRW, like oh, something's really? playing, and I'll Shazam it. And uh, and I love it, and then I start obsessing over it, and then I just listen to that for like a week. That's so fun. And what are you looking for? Like when what what turns you on? Because uh, I like to answer the question before I let you. Answer. I got it. I like it. I like <laughs> I like uh, I kind of like moody brooding stuff. Yeah. And I and I like a typically a male vocalist who uh-huh. ha- is very unique. Like Kings of Leon is one of my favorite bands because oh, yeah. he sounds. I'm like, who sounds like that? You know what I mean? Like right. no one else kind of. Sounds like I, I believe it's been compared uh, almost to a wild animal or something. He's got like a screech to him, right? And I typically like that. I, I like somebody that's like I loved uh, Rancid. I, they oh were kind yeah, of pop yeah, yeah, But right. I love Rancid. I still love Rancid, and yeah. that's another singer where it's like, I, I mean, no offense to yeah. Rancid, but he doesn't sound like a traditional lead singer. It's like, right. oh, they let a real guy just kind of like hit it out. Yeah. It out. I mean, I, I mean, I, I do, I do appreciate that. I mean, I. I I, you know, like I've been listening a lot to uh, Andy Schoff, I think Schoff or Schoff, um, this Canadian guy who's kind of like mellow, almost like bachelor pad sounding music, uh-huh. um, a lot of cool horn arrangements and stuff like that. Like He's, organs and stuff? Like uh, you're mixing a uh, Manhattan? A, li- a little, a little bit, but a little <laughs> bit more, um, a little guitar, more guitarier. Okay, yeah. guitarier. Guitarier. What beautiful <laughs> horn arrangements. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't know, I mean, I'm up to, I'm, I'm up for anything really. I mean, if something like, you know, grinding or like abrasive is on and it feels good. I'll, I'll pursue that or mm-hmm. something that sounds like really like garagey. I'm into that, but I'm also into like fi- refined electronic music. Too. Yeah. Well, I was listening to you on the ride over and it's nice to see. I didn't know that you had kind of branched out into, or maybe this is a pre branch. I wasn't uh-huh. looking at it, it was just shuffling. Yeah. That you do more studio produced things. Like I, I just assumed, because I've seen, what I've seen of you is what you do live. Yep. And then you're also putting out stuff that is like very clean drums. That's a drum kit. You know what I mean? And right. it's very exciting to me. Yeah, right. That you do that. Is that a newer thing or am I going back in time? No, I mean, that's, a, I mean, depends on what you're listening to but i i, I recorded a lot of uh music early, right. earlier in my, like in my 20s and you know late teens and 20s i recorded a lot of albums in and, seattle in seattle yeah and then since then i've done like some you know stuff here and there you know like i'll guest i'll be a guest vocalist on like shit robot or something you know like a dfa <laughs> artist <laughs> or um uh, yeah, or you know, or, or uh, flight facilities. This Can- this not Canadian, but uh, Australian group. So you'll drop in with with those fellows. Yeah, and I'll collaborate on a song. Oh, that's fun. So um, so that's a that. good life. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah that's that is a fun a good little life. life. I like it. I'm not a little life. It's like a fun little side thing that yeah. you do. You can pop in other bands. Well, you know, I'm supposed to be recording a solo album right now, but I have no idea how to make it. So um, what does that mean? Well, I like to make stuff fast. I'm not like a traditional like you know. I sit around and like have a notepad and yeah. think out the lyrics. And, well, I like to make shit as fast as possible. Yeah, and not a lot of people like to do that. Like, but that you yes. know, producers don't like to do that necessarily. Ah, it's funny because you're you typically are self-producing when yeah. you're doing a show on stage. Right, you're doing exactly. it yourself. So I have to imagine for any band, it's difficult to bring in a guy. It's like a book mm-hmm. bringing in an editor, yeah, right. or a musician bringing in a producer, or a TV show. You know, there's always somebody that you really hope you vibe with. Yeah, but I have to imagine. 
that you're a hard one to nail down. It's hard to get the bowl over the moth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's that, that's that's true. Yeah, the moths are very very difficult. Yeah. Three dimensional. You know, they can fly, they can rise and crawl. Around. Yes, that's right. Um, and they're pretty fast crawling. They're, they're pretty fast crawlers. They're faster than you think. <laughs> Um, that's but why I, Godzilla had such a hard time. Just <laughs> like, ah, I can't fly. It's terrible. I don't like this guy. And he's so fast once yeah. he lands. <laughs> he has to be. Most of his fighting was a man in a suit. So yeah, he had to land. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he had you to can't land. can't keep a man suspended by tourneys that in, long. In a suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. So it's your, your, you know, it must be hard to find someone... To vibe in that way. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. I mean, I've met some great producers. We've had like some great hangout, you know, like Dave Siddick from TV on the radio was mm-hmm. a guy that I was uh, thinking about working with and really, really cool guy. Like, we, we, I think mostly we're just like, we just end up being like friends. Yeah. Hanging that's out. Funny. You know, um, which is dope. And he's amazing. He's an incredible producer. But, you know, I kind of like, uh, you know, my first solo, first and only solo record I did with Steve Fisk, and he's kind of a, a pr- fairly legendary Northwest uh, producer. I was one of the, I think one of the producers on Bleach, uh, mm-hmm. Nirvana's Bleach. Oh, no way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Steve Fisk. And, 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 uh, you know, and that was like pretty easy. Like I went over to his house, he'd have instruments set up, you know, like in his like studio, he'd have like a bunch of, uh, not instruments, but like instruments on uh, synths, like just like MIDI instruments. So mm-hmm. like, uh, I would lay down a quick drum beat and then, and then he would like duplicate that out, and I would do a quick baseline. That kind of like what I do live looping. That's amazing. But everything would be rapidly generated, and then I would then we'd like kind of piece it together. Like I'd take a break, he'd kind of structure it a little bit, and then I come in and I would do vocals over it in a booth, and I would just kind of like you know improvise my vocals again, like yeah. I would live. Yeah. And then um, and then he would send me a recording that night, and then the next day I would. I would go in and kind of try to make some sense of the gibberish I was saying, uh-huh. and then I would create formal lyrics like as fast as I could, and then I would go in and sing the vocal. So it's it's hard. So to it was find. like a temp track of vocals improvising, yeah. and then you're like, I kind of like what I was saying about agape. Yeah, exactly. And I'm yeah, go totally. back and do that completely. Yeah, completely. It's so fun because when I watch you live, first of all, I should have said up top how happy I am that you're doing. We've been trying to do this. I know, I know. It's, since it's, the podcast this started, is the right time. This is the right. This time, This is man. the right time. This is the right time. But I would see. I've seen you perform live countless times and it always makes me cry like I get choked up because it's creativity and we don't need to get into the it's it's spontaneous creativity which is what I don't want to get too heady too quick it's what the universe is doing and when a man or a woman I'm just in your case a man gets on stage and is doing it and letting us see the strings yeah it's this gorgeous magic. I, I'm getting the chills just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. You're letting us see, so there's no like trickery. Yeah. And yet, even if I see you, uh, I'm going to say spit out like I'm cool. The yeah. baseline, <laughs> yeah. And then the drums, and we're like, okay, again, okay. they're going to be together. Yeah. When it all comes together, everyone is somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? Like something yeah. has happened. Yeah. And why? I I think about it a lot. I'm like, why is it so emotional? To see, I think it's actually very, very beautiful so that's the moth and then mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're trying to record it a guy with a room full of instruments sounds like as close as you can get he's like come over and play yeah play exactly. around yeah because that's where you exist you're between words you're you, you know what i yeah, mean yeah 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 that's a great way of saying it i mean I, i've been yeah i've been trying to you know i've been trying to figure it out a lot of it has to has to do with like someone who is what i do what like what i do when you're seeing me do stuff live mm. that same spirit as a producer. That's right. So someone who like 
How do you do it? Can hear like what I'm doing. They're like, oh, I know what to do with that. Yeah. That thing that you just did. Yeah. I have an idea. Yeah. And then, and if I trust is their aesthetic, his yes. or her aesthetic, like then, then, then that trust starts to build. And I'm like, whatever you, this person comes up with, I know I'm going to love. You need someone holding belaying. Is that is that what it's called? Belay. Oh, belay. Oh yeah. Belay, belay on. Like when you're rock climbing. Oh yeah. Right. Belay, you're going yeah, right. into the hole of creativity, and yes. you go deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but it yeah. seems like you're trying to lose yourself. Definitely, right? For sure. You're trying. You're trying again. Correct me if I'm wrong. No. <laughs> to surrender to the moment and the song. Yes. Let, let the song be what it wants to exactly. be. Exactly. Right. Yes. See, this is why I Thanks. cry. You should this be the why... producer. <laughs> <laughs> a whole new world just opened oh. up for me. <laughs> a whole new world. Ah, and I'll, I'll belay you. <laughs> oh my God, belay me. But but I have to imagine if you get the right guy belaying you, mm-hmm. it's almost like if I took LSD and you didn't. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right, you might right. be valuable to me. I'm the one that's doing the heavy work. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm having dinner with a crab that's telling me about <laughs> my father or whatever. But if you're there as the good belay producer, yeah. you can, in a way that the rational mind is absent in your process. And I say that as a as a high compliment. Actually, uh, oh, yeah. you're getting out of your own way. Totally. Someone else can be to the side, like like an LSD Sherpa or a yeah. belayer, and yeah. go, "You did this thing." And whether or not you remember it or whether or not you intended it, it was really magic. Yeah. Let's try and do it again. Yeah. And that becomes commerce. What yes. you're doing is art. Yeah, well, we right, want it to be right. as commerce. Mm-hmm. We want it to be commerce. You want people to consume it. You yeah, want people to enjoy it. I want to experience it. Yeah, absolutely. Get you it know. to them. I don't want to hear what they think. That's you right. Know? I want to hear, like, how does it affect them? You know, is this, did I do a good job? Yes. You know, that kind of thing. And that's like that's like something that... You know, I mean, it's a valuable... I mean, in comedy, we get it, like, immediately. On stage, we get it. We get that feedback instantaneously. And as a live performer, too, but I think even, like, as a spoken art form, like like comedy, mm-hmm. you're getting that immediate feedback. That's right. And um, and that's what I'm looking for, you know, when I... When, that's why I like to make stuff fast. Yes. I like to get it out as fast as possible. Because I want to hear what people... You know, what do you think about it? It's fresh now. Yeah. What do you guys think about this? Also, would would you say and don't don't let me put my own thoughts in, mm-hmm. in your in your brain? Um, I warn you, <laughs> this like guy's you're not. Good. A, like, <laughs> I really like nachos, and I didn't really think they were that great. <laughs> I'm totally won you over. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think it's I amazing. can incept people. That's how persuasive <laughs> I think I am. But you're so you're a, you're a nice person. I don't want you to disagree because I, I'm saying this on a podcast. But I think there's also something about doing it quickly that also helps you get out of your own way. I I have yep. to think that you blow your own mind as often as you blow the audience's mind, even if you might be alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know I mean, mean? I'm like just, the, yeah, that's a really well, 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 well right? put. I mean, because it's like I want to, you know. I, I sometimes I'll describe to people like if I'm really flowing, if something's re- really great is happening, and this could be something at home, like you're saying, like alone or anything. Mm-hmm. It's like I can kind of, I, I, the feeling is like you can step out of your own body. Mm. And you're like watching, you're like watching, not in like an egotistical, like, oh, well, this guy's really killed it. No. But it's more like, you're kind of like going, yeah, I really like this. And then, then for a second, you're like, oh, where am I? And then you're like back in your body that's again. That's right. It's like, that's that's kind of the feeling, like when things are flowing, you, you, you're you not really anywhere. You're, not, you're kind of yes. everywhere, nowhere, and you're kind of enjoying the thing. And you become an audience member that's to a certain right. degree. I, yeah. Yes. And freshness is key. I mean, like for me, I, I want it to be fresh. And some people are really great. I, mean, I, I have this weird admiration for people who can sit down, 
uh, start an idea and work on it for a long period of Polished time. People, yep. yeah, and they, they can like, it, yeah. oh, I got it, I fine tune it, you know, yeah. whatever. And then they like they work on it. it's a whole process. Like a lot of my friends who like make films or whatever, mm-hmm. it's a very long process. And for me, I'm like. And I, and I romanticize that. I'm like, oh, that's great. Sometimes I'll get a pad of paper and I'll be like, oh, I'm about to write some stuff. And then I just never do it because uh, it, I just don't work that way. Yeah. Well, um, Chappelle and Bill Burr, two of my favorites, both say they need the urgency of the audience, firstly. Yeah. You, you I think, have a benefit because you're – not a benefit. It, it is what it is. But you're creating music. When you just do jokes, you're creating music with the audience. You're making their laughter. Yes. You know what I mean? That's the sound. So you can't really do that as well alone. But I have to imagine yeah. you with a, your repeat pedals or mm-hmm. – I don't know the terms. Can, loop pedals. Loop pedals. Loop pedal. I call them repeat pedals. I think oh, repeat pedals are I think, great. That's gonna I love on, it. It's going to catch on repeat. Sweet. With your repeat pedals, <laughs> yeah. you can create this music. I always tell the story of, of reading a magic book and doing a magic trick to myself because I didn't understand what was happening but I was following the, the steps Yeah. and right. at the end it was like and all the black cards will be here and all the red cards will be here and I thought I had fucked it up and I turned it over and I was like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so <laughs> your cards are the music that yeah. you make and you're able to do it but then when you get in front of people it's almost like I wonder what the perfect ideal what is your fantasy because it would be great if we were living like Native Americans like on a rolling hill <laughs> yeah, right. and we were very communal and we were just kind of hanging out yeah and, you know, this guy we found out was good at fi- finding fish, and this person's great at weaving, yeah. and you're the guy that's the music guy. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. It's almost like shamanic that you come out when you have the feeling. Yeah, right. So you don't force I love it. That. Yeah. There's no like eight o'clock on Saturday. I have to think that's a huge, I feel like for me, it's a huge enemy to creativity is, is the professional is the one that goes, okay, I can sometimes feel silly and write songs, right. but do it Saturday at eight o'clock is the difference. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that, that, that does. Really doesn't work for me, and a lot of times, like it's, it's. I mean, I mean, it it, it can depending on the project. You know, like, the sure. thing is, if you understand the the you know the the criteria of what you're about to get into or the expectation, that's one thing. But uh, mm. you know, oftentimes I'll be walking around my house and I'll be having these dialogue, like I'll just be doing dialogue, like you know, like uh, I don't know something like so they're like, um, where have you been today? I don't know. Why do you keep asking? Uh, hand me that handkerchief. I'm like, listen, tomorrow, do you think, don't tell me about tomorrow, whatever. And I'm doing like these things. And, 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 and when I'm doing it, I'm thinking about like, uh, wow, if I, if I, if there was a way to just like have like a button like on my, on my thumb that, that I could just press and it would start recording. Mm. Or if recording was always happening, mm. that I could go back. I would have so many like amazing scenes of dialogue. And then, but when I sit down to do it, it's not quite singing frog syndrome, but yeah. like, but it, it, there is like, what is I have singing to, frog syndrome? Well, you know, remember the the WB like the yeah. you know the, oh, the, the WB yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like hello my baby hello yeah. and then every time like the the guy when he discovers the oh, construction worker right. discovers the, and then whenever he wants to show the frog like he doesn't sing. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I forgot. So that. yeah, he just became the WB mascot yeah. to me. But I remember that. Yeah, remember yeah, that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. He would always sing, and then when there was, no one was around, or when it was just the dude, he would yeah. do the frog. Sing. It's like Mr. Ed. It's yeah. the same Mr. Ed thing. Like he only talks to Wilbur. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like no. No one else knows. Is he crazy? Yeah. Does the horse or right. the donkey or the frog exist? But uh, it's yeah. not quite that. But it's not quite that. But it, but it has. But it does. I have to get into it again. Like so, if I'm doing dialogue, then I'm aware that there's like kind of a situation where I'm supposed to come up with this stuff. I mean, I'll still come up with it. But some of the stuff that I come up with when I'm just like cruising around, yes. it's so naturalistic, yes. and I can see the scene. Like for me, writing di- dialogue is actually it's pretty easy because. 
we've I've been exposed to it, and we're all exposed to it so much. How many, how many, how we many, improvise conversations all day. All the, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> how what hard is it to think. Say out loud what you think the other person might say. That's why I love writing dialogue. Just interject. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun. It's, it's like a control yeah. freak's fantasy. Totally. You're like, and then they said this, and then I had this great line, yeah, or whatever totally. it might be. Yeah, yeah. Because you're just like, oh, what's the rhythm of this? Like, the I can rhythm make something. Of it. That's you know, it. I can make something out of these. I can escalate. I'm a. He, I love Mamet. I, I I'm a big yeah. uh, people that edit my scripts. Sometimes you know, back in the day, this is years ago. I love an ellipses is the line. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. or just like, or like, uh, put in the stammer and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's very important. That's very important. Yeah. And yeah, even yeah. when we're editing the show that we're making right now, sometimes uh, the editors will trim out the head because the head is where you're like, well, no, hold on. Yeah. Can I take you to the dentist? And they'll edit it just, can I take you to the dentist? Oh, and I'm yeah, like, right. no, you need, yeah. that's the music. That's, yeah. I don't want to say that's the jazz, but that is the jazz. It that's is the jazz. the jazz, man. It's the jazz. Oh, man, it's, it's the jazz because it's those little tiny things that <laughs> other actors, like for me at least, when I'm referencing that, it's I'm re- I'm referencing other things that I've seen when I've seen great actors take yeah. a script oh, and, like, and do it in that way that they're just, they're soaking in the air. Like, yeah, like, like, like they're just That's they're it. taking the time. They're the bread in the plate when the when the, the spaghetti's gone. They're yeah. doing it. They're yeah. absorbing. Yeah, it they're, they're just absorbing it. And yeah. They're like, this is this is what needs. To, and that's like the language that we don't necessarily get a lot of these days. I mean, in film, you, you'll you'll there's more of a chance of getting that. But yeah. like in TV, you don't you really get, get as much. You get like very thinly sliced single pieces of American cheese. Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. And you're like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is cheese. I love yeah. cheese. But you don't get right. like some messy French thing. Yeah. I mean, excluding Netflix <laughs> and Amazon. <laughs> for sure, because, for sure. man, they live on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> they it's live on... It's just like Daredevil is just like... Yes. I don't... I don't know if I should go there. <laughs> And that's, it. that's it. That's, that's it. That's why I watched it <laughs> yeah, like Daredevil. Because I was like, I like it. And I feel like Mad Men's the same way. Like, totally. It's so slow. And I was like, the yeah. point is the is the pause. The, the point atmosphere. is the pause. The atmosphere. Like the atmosphere. You need to feel like, like it's in a way the actors are... are are acknowledging the atmosphere. That's right. You know, so that so that you feel like, oh, I, I'm including the environment. Whereas a sitcom, like a snappy kind of network sitcom, yeah, it's all about like the the atmosphere is just it's gone. Yeah, that's right. It's just familiar information. Yeah, it's information. But that's what it is. It's like human beings typically, if we're being honest with ourselves, yeah. don't like things that feel like a machine made them until machines get super sophisticated. Right, they'll right, figure this right, all out totally. Yeah. In part, thanks to conversations like these that we recorded exactly. and let them listen and they'll to. be analyzing in the future. This. Yeah. Conversation is being analyzed by That's machines. Right. And they're yeah. like, oh, we should stammer more. Uh, yeah, totally. They perceive that as authenticity. <laughs> but when you think of like sharp, clean, even like think of a sitcom set, like a traditional sitcom yeah. set, everything's very bright and clean, and then you can kind of forget about it. Yeah. And then you're just you're just mainlining Intel. Yeah, you're right. Just like, right. like yeah, kind right. of like you're traveling through time. But like this this brings us back to yeah. to you is. One of the analogies I always make about creativity is it's it's like sex. So you do this thing, and it's very much like it's very much like leaving dinner early because the mood hits the two of you, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and you go and you make love, and you, and and you can't. And then here's science going: blood went to Reggie's scrotum, <laughs> and 
the erection process has begun, and the secretions of the vaginal walls have made penetration quite pleasurable. Get the fuck out of my face, dude. You don't know oh, anything shit. about that dinner. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 totally. Of course so not. I might upgrade your button if you're having that dialogue. You can push the button, and then you're just in front of an audience. Oh, man. I mean, that would be... Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing. I mean, <laughs> that would be amazing. Because a lot of it is like... I'm having so much fun doing it, and sometimes you know there's no one around, mm-hmm. and, and that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I want to figure out a way to be able to record that. You know, like like even um, in the special that I have coming out in December, and that's not I didn't say it as a plug, but just that I'd the, like you to the, plug the fact, it, please. It's like don't see it; it's stupid. It's on Netflix. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, but in it, <laughs> it was almost like the whole special was designed just so I could try out this concept of improvisation mm. um uh, uh so it's an improvised special yeah it's a fully improvised shut up yeah yeah yeah. That's the whole so thing. beautiful yeah everything is improvised and then there are these there's a sitcom inside of the show called space or sorry that the name of the show is okay it's called uh the crow's nest is the sitcom yeah yes yeah, the crow's nest <laughs> crow's nest is the sitcom and um and so i had i got rory scoville and from the beginning, I, I saw Rory Scoville yes. and Kate Berlant. Like, oh. those were the two. And uh, and they could do it, and it was great. So they showed up. I didn't tell them anything. Like, it was, like, the day before. they. Some I think Rory sent a, an email going, like, is there anything we need to know about? I was, I was like, oh, yeah, here's the theme song. And then I sent them the theme song that my friend Steve Scalfati helped me make. Um, and uh, it was mostly him. But uh, it's just a dead-on, like, late 80s early 90s sitcom <laughs> theme called the crow's nest and it's amazing and uh and they were like <laughs> i sent it to them and they both responded like yeah okay i get it now <laughs> and, and, and then when we but there was a script too a what no no script they were improvising as well they're improvising everybody's improvising yeah oh i thought yeah. i thought you were kind of going for salty sweet like you're improvising and you're out oh, in the gotcha. ether yeah and then it cuts to like a hard scripted no 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 <laughs> no oh my god no no uh no every single thing on that show is improvised and, wow. and and so that whole sitcom thing was like an idea that I always want to have, which is like have maximum coverage and um and just like go for it, yeah. you know, just have like one small thing like um he's having difficulty reading or yeah. um she can't stop dusting that's and that's and that's it fun. and then it just starts and then we have the coverage and we only have to do like a couple passes and then we've got everything. You know, it just sounds like the fun friend like, like we all live on a street. And there's a bunch, we're all children, mm-hmm. and there's a fun friend. Yeah. And we go to the fun friend's house. It's just a garage, and yeah. it's just a broom, you know what I mean? And, but like, and there's a light, but like somehow you transport to another place. Like there's this childish way that you're being creative. Yeah. Child, childlike. Yeah. yeah. Or childish, childlike. Either I, one. I like childlike. Oh, yeah. Because childlike. I just mean pure. Yeah, right. That right, we right. all lose control of. Like, Val and I, you talk about being in the car talking to yourself. That's childlike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like kids aren't, are, aren't, haven't yet classified their brains as things that you use when right. useful. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You go like, yeah. oh, brain is here. I'll use it to be useful. Yeah, yeah. 
And kids are just like, no, you can use it for all these. Like, you have that bit about walking and all the multi levels that your brain is operating oh, yeah. on. Yeah. Like, we should never stop, like, tripping out on that. Yeah. And I also think we shouldn't stop on long road trips, turning off the radio, and just being ridiculous. How fun Absolutely. is it? Absolutely. How fun is it? It's it's the best thing because now everything is is compartmentalized. You know, yes. it's like it's like you work. You might see a couple funny videos, at, you know, that you share with friends. Yes. In the evening, you might lay back and like watch a program. Weekends is when you get wild. Like <laughs> like I don't. I'm not really. That's not my. And I'm I'm not putting. You know, I'm not being judgmental on anybody's life or whatever. But uh, no. But you, you don't here's need to. how you can be judgmental on that because that's something we all inherited. Yeah. We didn't ask true. for it. You that's know what I mean. True. So even if you're if Cultural. you're stuck on that thing, yeah. this is something. This is a type of. I don't want to say it's a lie. That's too strong. But it's a type of uh, structure that we've just kind of. And the child-like person is like, mm. "What are you talking about? Yeah, like we yeah. don't just have to listen uh, to top forty radio or whatever it is. I'm not putting out top forty radio right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, you can turn, <laughs> you can turn. You can turn off. Like Val and I drove to Bakersfield this past weekend uh, to see your brother's band, uh, Lonely Avenue. Lonely Avenue. That's the name of the band. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm, it's not just a Ray Charles song anymore. It's a, it's a band in yeah. Bakersfield, and they're great. Oh, yeah. That's a whole story, by the way. I'll tell uh, you that. Okay. I'll okay. tell you that when we get to drugs. Oh, boy. <laughs> but there's a fun thing that happens. Especially, oh, this is what I want to put to you. Yeah. That safe place that you're looking for with a producer, I'm sure you've had some love relationships where that's the primo good shit. Like... When Val and I sometimes we'll smoke a little dope and we're yeah. in the house and we have a piano and we have a harmonium and we have a guitar and we just play and sing and we weep with laughter yeah. because that person is a safe space for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you're always trying to leave cat food out for your creativity cat. Yeah, yeah. It's just harder to train the cat or like the singing frog to show up at Saturday at 8. Yeah, because I mean, the, the best thing you can do to increase the possibility of amazing things happening is just lose a little bit of control, you know, and, and take, and take, and, you know, it sounds like take chances. But I mean, but taking no, chances yeah. is the thing. It's like the other thing I've been trying to practice lately, I called, uh, I call, I call like, I call them either micro moments or windows of opportunity where, you know, like you could be in a conversation with somebody and something occurs to you like, like, I really want to go check out that thing over there mm. that's behind them that I keep fixating on. But I'm, I'm having this conversation in this group of people. So, but, you know, the thing I should do is stay in the conversation, stay focused and just keep doing that. But uh, so <laughs> what I've been practicing now is just like, oh, what's that thing over there? Oh, excuse me, guys. And I just go check the thing out, yes. you know, or, uh, you know, or someone like there was a woman yesterday at the the festival. We were like smoking weed, like behind this tent uh, with a band, with a local band. They were like, hey, man, you want to smoke weed? And I'm not like a big smoker, but if like a local band or someone like from a place that I'm visiting is like, hey, do you want to smoke weed? I'll, I'll I'll do it because part of it is just kind of like me going like, hey, man, you offered and this is your place. Like, yeah. let's, let's let's hang out. Yeah. And so back there and the, the, the organizing, the stage manager kind of like keeps drifting past once in a while and everyone's like hide the weed and uh, <laughs> and then finally she comes up and um she's like talking to us about hey i'm gonna need you or she's talking to me she's like i'm gonna need you at about 4 15 whatever get ready for your gear and i'm like that's cool and then then last minute she goes guys you don't have to hide it from me i i, I smoke weed uh, and, and i was like oh that's cool and then she was about to leave and then this thing in my mind was like micro ask her if she wants to smoke weed and normally i probably would have just let her go away because i was like well the easier thing is she goes away and then we mm. continue doing our thing mm. but then like 
just in that moment, I was like, you know, just say it. And I was like, oh, do you want to smoke weed? And yeah. she's like, sure. And then she smoked weed and she told us all these amazing stories. Yes. So, so like, it's practicing. like micro courage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is risky. When, yeah, you, when everything you say is. take risks, yeah. it's like, I think you mean like, I'm going to play the piano with my elbow. Totally, yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. But there's also just micro courage moments. Yeah. Where it's very vulnerable to almost do anything. To yeah. do this podcast is vulnerable. Totally. For both of us. Absolutely. I, I experienced that on a, on a uh, yeah, yeah, huge like, level. I'm well, like, I don't know. What is it going to be like? I don't know. Well, and then and then afterwards, I'm like, what did I say? Yeah, right, so right. So it doesn't have to be huge. I was just no. watching the movie Take This Waltz, which I'm only halfway through, and it's devastating. It's a very sad movie. It talks about the courage it takes to kind of like... Uh, you, your husband of many years to like imply that you want to have sex, the vulnerability of trying to seduce your husband. Oh, interesting. And I was like, that's right on. That's that's what we're all acting like isn't courageous because uh-huh. we think tigers have to be involved. Right, right, but really, right, sometimes right. just w- saying to your husband through movement or gesture yeah. that you're horny yeah, right. and then have that shut down is a huge thing right. internally uh, absolutely absolutely watching it from a mile away nothing happened you're just like well that woman kind of uh, they said something and now she's crying <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, right exactly they're like but very, well, yeah. well that's a, i guess that's what she's doing <laughs> I, to be expected in life once in a while running into a person like that i mean it's, but inside is devastating oh, of course i mean like you know i a lot of um, you know artists will come up and say like oh what you know what what things would you recommend doing you know uh, to to help with the art, you know, creativity and things yeah. like that. And oftentimes I'll tell them like like do things slightly different. Like if you notice that you always, whenever you go upstairs, you always start with your right foot. Like try starting with your left foot sometimes. Or oh, if you brush wow. your teeth with your right hand, you know, like try switching to your to your left hand, you know. Or like you always put on your shirt. You always put I always put my left arm through first, and then put the right arm. I mean, these are all like yes. bi- bifurcated, like whatever binary things. But but basically, just like do things slightly differently. Or you know, like you or you driving home, and you always see that weird house uh. that might be a store, but you're not sure what <laughs> it is, and you drive by it every day. And then finally, one day, you're just like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I, I don't. I'm 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 an adult. Like what I can do it? whatever I want. I'm just gonna pull over. I can get out of the car and finally see what the fuck is this because thing. Because you're free. Yeah, you're, you're free. free, and that's that. That's totally it. You that's- don't have to swing from cell to cell. I sometimes think about how maybe. It's easy to call it. I don't think it's really like an Illuminati thing, but I'm like, no. there is a control thing going on where it's like, I think they had us build our own cells. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's self-governance. Like, yeah, yeah so let them figure out a way that they can get food and entertainment and yeah. all that sort of stuff very, very easily. And then our behavior isn't that different from people in prison. I know no. we're not stabbing and, and attacking each other, yeah, yeah. but we kind of, like, they know where we are. Yeah. I was driving home from Bakersfield, and we passed this gorgeous lake. And if I had maybe had this conversation with you the day before, because <laughs> there were speedboats and it was glistening. It was the bluest water I've ever seen yeah. near this part of the, of the five called the Grapevine. And I was like, what the fuck is that body of water? And then Val and I just kept going. Yeah. Because I didn't even see a way to get off. But you know right, what? Right, we right. could have figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's what I love about everything you're saying is when you're in a dream, we went to a party last night and we were like, the, one of the things I remind myself is I'm like in a dream where you're kind of in a good dream, you'll be very fearless. You do go to the house that looks like a store. Yeah, yeah. You do go to the party. Yeah. You do ask the woman to come and smoke pot with you guys. Yeah. You do listen to her stories and all that stuff. There's a lot of yes going on when we're not living in fear. Yeah. But I think, talk about the courage of propositioning your husband. There's also the, the courage that's necessary to invite a woman to smoke dope with you. Yeah. 
That could totally. also. What if she's a fucking weirdo? But in a dream, you're just like, and now I'm dreaming of a fucking weirdo. This is crazy. I know. You know what I mean? I know. It's so natural. It's so naturalistic in the dream. Yeah. There's no reason why your life can't. I mean, life is a dream. That's right. You know. But that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> that's my point. When you're when you're at a table full of people you don't know. And you're just like really kind of quiet yourself and look at them and think of it as a dream. You're like, look at this one. This one's fucking fascinating. All yeah. of a sudden, if you're just like, this is who she is all the time. Yeah. She's her all the time. And now she's sitting next to me. It's just we forget, right? We yeah. forget all the time. And that's why artists are coming up to you saying, how do you stay dipped in? Right. And because you're a person that seems to be dipped in a lot. Do you no. have techniques? I'm pretending it's a dream. Do you, <laughs> is there anything that you do? I mean, I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I try to, you know, the, the thing that I have difficulty with is structure, like, uh, like time. Like, if I have time, a lot of time, because I'm an improviser, I don't really rehearse or anything like that. So when I do have time, I actually, I actually have time. You know, like, there's like a, like a, I have a whole afternoon to, like, That's do whatever I want to do, but I don't. I, so sometimes I'm really terrible at, at understanding like what should I do, mm. you know, and then uh, and then then I have to remember to like try those things, you know, like like uh, you know like today for instance, like I knew that I'd come I'd come to this podcast and I knew that that was a that was going to be a great thing, <laughs> but also like you know that I'm going to go on a date, you know, like in the afternoon, kind mm. of a date, mm. but like a coffee thing or whatever, and. um and when I when I went home to drop off my stuff, I thought usually in my head I'm like, oh, just you know, you 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 should just stay home. It'll be easier to stay home. But instead, I'm like, you know what? Just just put yourself out there and just go out there because there's you've already done enough. Like I've done enough. It's kind of like eating or whatever. Like I know what a cheeseburger tastes like. I know what tater tots taste like. <laughs> I don't at the at where I'm at in my life. I don't need to be eating those all the time. And yeah. I, or I mean, very I should very rarely eat those things. And so I have to remember that I have ha- I've had a whole lifetime of burgers and tater yeah, tots. Yeah. I've had a whole lifetime of just sitting alone as an only child, being by myself, mm. doing stuff. So I have to think of things for me. Even though like when I when I'm being creative, I'm like doing crazy stuff or whatever, and people are like, oh, that guy must be, you know. It's like in the mundane things mm. that I have to motivate myself to go. You know what? Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to finally program that thing. Or, uh, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to see if my friends home. I'm not even going to call them. I'm just going to knock on their door and ah, see if they're home. You dream, know? dream. That, that dream. kind of stuff. Yeah, like yes. like pushing, like really forcing myself to like get out of the comfort zone. Because mm. it, it's like when you do yoga or something and you, and you and you feel like resistant to it. Of course, like after you do it, you feel great. Yes. You know, you're like, I did it. Even if it wasn't that good, the fact that you did it is yeah. almost enough. Yeah. So this is self-parenting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where you have to yeah, go. Right. I know you don't want to go. There's this really, and some people are phenomenal at this. I'm, I'm not. Uh, but there's some people that are like doing things. Just be, This is something my therapist says. Dr. Gary Penner's book is available now. He goes, <laughs> if you only do things because you want to, you're not really – you're not really kicking your life's ass. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're not really – you don't have dominion over – like if you're just a ball of I want something salty and then you eat something salty, mm-hmm. you're just kind of – I don't want to say a slave or a bitch. Those are both kind of heavy words. But mm-hmm. you're, you're just kind of indebted to your yeah. s- synapses. You, you're your own indentured servant. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You're like I'm bored. So you watch TV and you just kind of – you're – Treating yourself like a shitty kid. Yeah. And there's no 
And by the way, I don't go to yoga. There was a time when I went to yoga every day, and it was one of the best times of my life. I was so healthy and happy, yeah, yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. But now I'm like, I want to go to yoga, and then I'm like, or I could just fucking watch TV or something. Yep. And I don't I, – the, the inner parent isn't very muscly. You know, he's kind of a weak guy yeah. that's like, maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe right. I go to yoga. Yeah. Shut up, Dad. Oh, God. I'm that shitty kid to myself. It's, it's crazy when I think about well, – that's perfectly – worded i mean <laughs> when i think about that for myself like like you know for a long time i've been wanting to to like get in shape you know and i and i, and I like exercising but i would get like exactly what you said i would i would think like oh i could do that or i could yeah. just like lay in bed and look at the internet you know that's right and um and then finally uh, you know sometimes sometimes outside help is necessary you know isn't and, that funny are you, you know? a person like me that i'm like if i wanted to get in shape i would yeah. be like maybe i should get a trainer yeah that's what i yeah. that's what i did i got is a trainer it? yeah, yeah but you need somebody someone that you dig you know or whatever and it's my, a producer and it's, it's like, a it body a producer, producer. Yeah, it's a body producer <laughs> totally it yeah and i'm like oh this is great and then i'm thinking about you know when i go i'm pretty good about my diet when i'm in town yeah but as soon as i travel it's, it's all, almost all impossible. Off. It's almost all impossible. Off. So now I'm like, what if I traveled with a nutritionist, like someone who's just in charge of like making sure I have the food that I need mm. and it's in it's in compliance with my diet that makes me feel good. Yeah. And like so that it's a forced situation. Yeah. It sounds like a little bougie right now. I'm sure people are listening going like, like why can't you just do it yourself? But it's yeah, – I tell you, it's so Actually, difficult. I think about – I always think about how Steve Martin – stopped touring and one of the reasons was because he was so lonely and he even says in the book he says maybe i could have brought friends with me and i'm yeah. screaming at the book i'm like yes yeah <laughs> yeah can I, I could have used three more steve martin albums Ugh. bring a pal oh my god so if reggie watts if i get more reggie watts shows because you this is all about like risk assessment right yeah like you're like i could go work out or i could stay in bed and look at the internet mm -hmm. and one of the problems being what did you say a, sur a subservient oh, oh an indentured servant indentured your servant. own indentured your servant. own indentured, your servant. Own indentured yeah. servant yeah Jesus, this is so good <laughs> one of the problems with that is is uh you're you're asking a fearful kind of like your brain is very good at being like let's keep you safe. So even going out to the gym, it's kind of like well, there's social embarrassment potentially. Right, writing. totally. Yeah, there's physical harm. There's cars. You right. don't know where the bathroom is. Uh, yeah. I've not done things because I'm like, where will the bathroom be? Yes. Oh my god, I totally understand. And that. one of my favorite. Uh, by, I know it's kind of weird to say. I have a Bible thing, a Jesus thing. Yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. says, "Look at the birds of the air." Yeah. They're not worried about where their next meal is. Jesus, right. by the way, always pointed to nature. He was like, look at this tree. He was a hippie. He was a fucking hippie. Totally. He was like, look at this tree. Yeah. That's what the universe is. Totally. He said, I am the vine and you are the branches. That's me. That's yeah. something I've been tripping out on lately. Yeah. So he's always just looking, pointing humans who are burdened with the prefrontal cortex. Yeah. He's pointing them back to the things that don't have prefrontal cortexes and going, yeah. look. They don't worry about reaping or sowing, and he says God feeds them. Yeah, right. Really, he means it. It, you know what? It, yeah, the universe. Not, the, universe the universe is whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're of suckling at the teat of Gaia. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And so will you when you can't find the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like it's totally. it's gonna be okay. It, it all it all works out. The more that you practice that, the less fear you have because yeah. all it is is fear. Right. And like the less fear you have, the more you feel like oh, I'm capable. You know, when you hear about people walking across coals and things like you know those yeah. extreme things, but. But uh, it's it's the same principle. It's like in in my in my way of going about it. It's like making small decisions every day in mm. life. You know where you're like, 
you know what? Today I'm not going to get the cookie.、Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get that cookie. Or, like, oh, there's a whole spread out here. You know what? I'm not going to have one chip.、Mm. And if I don't have that one, if I don't have a, a one chip all day the whole time I'm here, I'm going to feel amazing because、yeah. I, I have self control. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. And then it, and it gives you this like, cool confidence and you get this groove going. Otherwise, you, you never give yourself a chance to get a, a groove. That's so funny. So you do the little things. To be, I, I think that's a. I don't know if it's a Zen saying, but it's like big changes come from little changes. It's、yeah. like these tiny little. Mi- but then you're, you're adding a nice element to it. It's like you're killing those little games that you're making. Yeah. And before you know it, those lead to bigger games. Yeah, always. Like it's almost like all you need to focus on. Like really. Because- <laughs> What else can you? You、It's、can't really, do、no. a big change. No, you can't go, you know what I'm going to do today? I mean, you could try. And,、yeah. obvi- and sometimes it does. I mean,、yeah. if you decide to go skydiving or whatever,、right, it's like、sure. I'm suddenly in the air and <laughs> I could potentially die. But,、uh, but, you know, I mean, it's those little things that are really, because that's, that's where you build a solid foundation. Yeah. That's, that's what it's about. Is yes. That foundation. Because otherwise, it's like you can build a really fancy house on top of an okay foundation. Right. And then small earthquake hits and suddenly the whole thing falls down. Right. So that. You know, so I'd like to think of, like, oh, yeah, I'm practicing this. Oh, I'm practicing that. Oh, that thing that annoys me or whatever. You know, even though I have an assistant now and,、um, and, and she's about to, she's going to be here in like a week. And so she'll be here physically before she was helping ambiently. And I had another assistant who's、yes. great, who's been helping me. But the system in New York, she's like super, super like gung ho to make everything like super efficient. Yeah. So I've like had to learn how to communicate with other people to, Take care of things that I suddenly pop into my brain. Sure. That I know that I'll, because I get like this weird anxiety when I'm like, it's, I don't know, I need to take care of this. Oh, and I need to take care of this, and I need to take care of this. Yeah. I don't know how to, okay, now I've got to text it. So that takes like, I got to pull my phone out, but what if there's a text message on the notifications thing and I get sidetracked? So the whole thing, I'm like, <laughs> come on, just make it to the thing that you need to ask, you know,、um, which is insane. It really like drives me insane. And that's、yes. why I wish I just had like a little button on my watch where I could just like record a thing, like、yeah. remember to tell them to fix this thing. Yeah.、Uh, remember to get two tickets to blah, blah, blah. And,、yeah. and just that. And、yeah. I could like visit it again or whatever. Because. I, that I get so easily sidetracked and distracted.、Mm. So、mm-hmm. I have to really practice that even、um, with other people. So that's why I've added other people in my life. Because also there's like more input coming in, there's a lot more input. For sure. And so I have to figure out how, how do you create that, that buffer that you're able, like if you say, like what I like to do is I like telling someone something crazy. Like a fan will say, like, hey,、uh, um, you should come over to dinner sometime. And, and once in a while, I like to just do it. Like, I, I like just to totally like surprise them and for me to just like take a chance. Yeah. And so,、uh, so in doing that, I like I have to have these assistants so I could say, I could say like, contact this person, make sure I have a, you know, a car or whatever, or、yeah. a plane ticket or whatever the、yeah. hell it is.、Yeah. And just like, just get me there and they'll be okay. Or like, I'll ask crazy shit of my management、oh、my sometimes.、God. And, and like, so I'm practicing utilizing those people and, but making it efficient so that the things that I think of can, can manifest、yes. more quickly. Right. That's so great. You're, I, I love that idea that, that maybe you're not great at、uh, type A type stuff.、Yeah. So, just like the nutritionist on the road,、yeah. it's like whatever gets, whatever protects the flame. I don't yeah, know. I'm not even kidding. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> I was going to explain. You got to fight for your right to, you got to protect your own creativity. Yeah,、man. protect the flame. And there's、yeah. nothing gauche or grotesque about it. Certainly,、no. there are people listening that are like, oh, that, this sounds like.、Uh, 
like the idea of a career like that is a privileged conversation or whatever. Yeah. So I understand that. Totally. But we're talking at your level, and and that's yeah. that's an interesting conversation, I think. Yeah, because it, the thing is, like, some people are really great at that, but for me, it's like I'm always a kid inside. Like, so I I need to I need to stay connected to that. Yeah. And um and so my thing is like, why not find people who are really good at specific things? And they like it, you know, and they love it. Yeah. You know, like my yeah. my assistant, like she gets off on like. I just solved a really complicated problem, right. but I made it seem like it was nothing for you. That's right. You know, or my and she's, yeah, she's also keeping the flame alive too. She's, she is. She understands that. She's a part of the process. She's totally a part of the right, process. Right. And in turn, like I support them, you know, yeah. so, so whether it's my, my manager or my booking agent or even my lawyer, yeah. like I just like, I want to work with people that are so overqualified yeah. for the things that I need because yeah. my things that I really need are kind of more frivolous. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I think of them as like kind of like they're just I don't know they're they're a little bit more transient mm-hmm. in a way and like they're ideas that can that can come and go but I know that if 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 I start if I'm able to complete the things that flow into my mind more often mm-hmm. then I can like graduate to another form of reality and for me it's like I I, I just want to get to that point so I can provide more cool stuff for people. Mm-hmm. You know, I get that. I, I just want like people to experience these like crazy ideas that I have because I think that they might be useful. Yes, it, it reminds me of uh, when D- Deepak Chopra did this podcast, not right where you're sitting, but in his office. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I the noticed Chope. the Chopes, DP Chopes, DP Chopes had like three assistants from what I could tell. There seemed to be a huge staff of people. (laughs) So, and then one time I ran into him at the airport, which was also kind of crazy. And we were on the same flight. It was weird. Anyway, um, but he, he was very much just kind of a guy walking around being right there, which is, you know, is his thing. Yeah. But then like kind of one step behind it is this humming, Right group of of uh, employees that yeah. were making sure the flight was booked, and he had this, and he had a car Make waiting, and all that stuff. Yeah. Make it happeners, uh, yeah. but while that doesn't seem that's not the purest tale of some sort of yogic fear right. figure, right? That was just always that's not. Right. It, it's disappointing to find out that Christ had the, the apostles really were assistants. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to- yeah no, totally. <laughs> okay, what do you need, man? No, you keep that shit flowing. Okay, I like what you're saying, uh, but what do you need? You need to eat, man. You look really thin. <laughs> It's hot out. Do you want you? Want, I can I can yeah. design a ventilation system for this. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah that, I, you know what? That's a great idea. Yeah. Can you make that happen? Because yeah. I've, I've got this message coming in. Yes, because I, I'm a radio right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I can't be thinking about my dry cleaning for my one robe. Totally. Absolutely. You do it, Simon Peter. Please. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but if you don't, it's cool too. Ah! <laughs> well, you, you can tell there's a way that he says it. Oh, he yeah. needs it. You he got. You that. got to. You can't be like. You know, for me, it's like the worst thing I would hate to be like as a boss. Like, and I never think of myself as a boss. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. Sometimes my assistant will be like, "My boss." I'll see an email like sure. to, to a something oh, that's that I'm CC done. They're like, "My boss is interested," and I'm like, "Oh, that's funny. I guess I'm a boss. Yeah. I don't think of it that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, I guess." But but I I I'd never want to be someone that's like, you know, like my assistant says, uh, "Yeah, we couldn't get the thing," and then I'm like, "What the." What the fuck? I told you I needed a blah, 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 blah. That's not to say if someone like was really kind of, really kind of like just a little dumb about like an obvious fix to something, I'll definitely say like, I'm disappointed that you couldn't figure out the thing that right. was easy. I'll go, I'll go there a little but bit. But you won't go full Kelsey Grammer boss. No, <laughs> fuck no way. I would I would hate myself for that. Life is too like fun and amazing. But to, you like, going be back to way. it being like a dream too. It's it, it is just roles that we're pretending to play. 
Totally. You yeah, know what I mean? That's what it is. And when you say yes to a fan that says come over, you're kind of being like, oh, I see. You see me as Reggie Watts' performer guy who's other. Yeah. He's this thing that yeah. goes on the stage. And then you're like, oh, I can kind of violate that and come to your dinner yeah. and play with the roles. Yes, you know what I mean? Totally. It's like when you tell your mom a dirty joke. It's like yeah, this right. violation of you're like, like yeah. it's it's you think of me as your son, but really I'm just this other guy. I'm right. this other thing. Yeah, totally. And I'm going to break the conce- the conception of the role. Yes. And those are some of the greatest moments. And that's one of the things that you do in your live show is is the audience and the performer, it all becomes this like one living thing, which is a break. Yeah. It's not just like doing a show at them. They're kind of merging into it. Yeah, they're definitely... a violation, too. Yeah, of course. I mean, they, that they're very much a part of it, and it's really nice. I mean, even I, I did a show in VR recently, a like stand-up set, an and alt-space VR, and it was funny. Oh, virtual reality. Virtual reality, I yeah. was sitting here trying to think of which province of Puerto Rico was referred to as PR. <laughs> VR. Yeah, yeah, VR. Yeah, uh-huh. totally. Uh, at Alt-PR. Yeah. Um, it's an alternative <laughs> version, of, uh, version of the uh, Puerto Rico. Viernes uh, Rojo. Yeah, Viernes Rojo. <laughs> oh. Um, red Thursday. Great. They make great flatbreads. <laughs> oh, the Red Thursday flatbreads. Uh, oh, my gosh. The flattest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, no, no one is flatter than than us um no uh yeah so i was like i was in this virtual comedy club you know I was in my own living room i had my own thing but alt space was there this this company out of san francisco that does this social vr network platform thing and um so they were there um with their own gear to make sure that my you know my music was going into the the reality or whatever and i had my custom avatar and i was wearing this articulation suit that makes the avatar articulated but like, Wait, what is an articulation suit? Well, I mean, I call it an articulation suit, but it's uh, it's called uh, it's by a company called Perception Neuron. They make this like essentially, it's just a bunch of st- sensors that strap onto all your joints. <gasps> like it's like a like a little it, like the you tennis don't have, ball system. Like if I were yeah, tracking you, yeah. But the, uh, but if the tennis balls were actually sensors themselves instead uh. of the outside sensors being on the outside and tracking the tennis oh, balls. Oh, and so, so what does that look like? So it makes your it makes your avatar like <laughs> if you raise your arm or you put your you know arms akimbo or you're like leaning or whatever yeah. or you're like grabbing something. Yeah. People see your avatar doing all those things. Oh my goodness! Which right now in alt space, most people just have like these kind of like you know uh, just they're stiff like torsoed yes like floating things if they have head tracking their head can move but they just kind yeah. of float along with these like bodies very stiff yeah very like stiff. a family reunion in minnesota yeah 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 totally just <laughs> not like a lot like, of yeah you no know, not a lot of feelings just everyone seems to float <laughs> into spaces and float away we brought a covered dish <laughs> yeah, like enjoy this casserole <laughs> goodbye it's like it's like wait a minute you're supposed to stay okay i'll stay <laughs> It's like, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> like, hey, brother, it's Goodbye. <laughs> so, oh, I forgot how to be a human. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but in VR, the, it's it's very strange because we still <laughs> obey the protocols of being on stage and the audience being in the audience. And, mm. and so, in this virtual club, there's like tables, you know, yeah. and like people. There's no one sitting, but it's just like the idea of a club, and the people are s- standing there and drifting around and coming closer to the stage or they'll put a emoticon above their heads but it was like <laughs> there's like a group of like 25 can you hear them laugh yeah you can hear them if they have microphones okay. so it's all equipment dependent right uh-huh. so some people when you see their heads moving around that means that they probably have an either an oculus rift or an htc vive which all have head tracking if you see them just drifting around like like an etch-a-sketch yeah it means that they're probably on a laptop 
because they're using a mouse and they're just hitting arrow keys and clicking oh. to like move their avatar. So the avatar is only moving like mechanically because they don't have that fluid. Wow. And with an HTC Vive, you've got you can actually move around fifteen by fifteen feet, um, and, and so you can actually move around a little bit, and then you can also um, teleport. You know, that's that's how you get around in alt space. Like if there's a there's a place in the distance, you just kind of like throw this dot like a laser pointer. Yeah. You kind of like laser point and then click the button and then you just appear there. And yeah. that's how you get through the reality. But so, so you can kind of tell. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to talk about. It's really weird. I'm glad it's fun. On it's a fun. Sunday at two o'clock, somebody said, that's how you move around the reality. That's how that's you move around. I mean, that's kind of like fun. what it is. Reality is like, you're like, that's I need I'm to s- get to that doorway. Yeah. But you're like, okay, well, I need to move this, uh, what I call the uh, biomechanical consciousness transport system. <laughs> you, you have to like, you have to move that towards that, that thing That's, that you want to get to. Val and I were so just talking about children. Lear- so here you are, kind of a new type of virtual child learning how to navigate yes. a new reality. Right. And we think it's so crazy when kids pick up, with, this is what Val was telling me, pick up a cell phone and go, blah, 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 blah. Like, right. play as if they're on the phone. Yes. It's because just like a lion taking its cub out to find water, yeah. so does a child watch you with a phone and go, this yeah. is how we talk to each other. Totally. And that's all weird to us, but like, who knows? Yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah, no, you no, no. It. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, and that's interesting. That's a cool correlation to like relearning yes. how to navigate reality. Reality, because it's such a given. That see, you call yourself what is it? A disinformation a disinformationist? It's sure. a, and a disruptor. Yes. You're a disruptor. So here we all are going. I got it. Yeah. Uh, this is a table, and it's made of atoms, and I'm made of atoms, but yeah. for some reason, they repel each other. Yes, totally. They won't let me go through, yeah. and everybody is taking everything for granted. Yeah. Of course, I have holes in my head <laughs> that sound go in, yeah. and then my brain can hear. Like, what? Yeah. where the fuck does the magic happen? Right. Of course, babies come out of vaginas. Yeah. Of course, tongue absorbs taste. Of right. course... Bees find flowers. It's fucking nuts. I know. It's nuts. It's nuts. I know. It's so nuts. And we've all forgotten. Yeah. And that's what I think your Jesus is and your Buddha is and and us. Yeah. I don't mean you and I. I mean everyone listening occasionally dips into this. Holy shit. Look at that dust in that sunbeam. Yeah. And then we go, I'm horny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. And and my favorite thing is like. When you're like you're trying to decide something, right? Like you could be at an ice cream parlor and you're like, hmm. Like to yourself, you're like, hmm, do I want that vanilla? I mean, I always get vanilla. It's pretty cool. But then there's that new flavor. It is vanilla, but it has this extra thing in it. Mm. Hmm. And then one of my favorite things to do is like, who's asking the question? Yeah, get out of here. Who are you talking to? That's it. Like who? Who are like who are you? Like yeah. who are you that you're like you're 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 binary within yourself you that's know? right and, and and like so you're you know you're driving down the road like ah oh, that guy's a dick like who are you saying that to yeah yeah, yeah like, that's right it's so weird that's it's right weird that we do that all the time or we're doing even it right if now. you go i know we're doing it right now and ramdas this is a new record it's been an hour and i haven't brought up ramdas i love ramdas he's a spiritual teacher oh he's amazing oh you know ramdas yeah, yeah be here now yeah be yeah. here now be here now oh. he says that most of us are just wearing these spacesuits made of our personalities and our preferences and most of the time we just go around telling each other how well it fits 
<laughs> like he goes like, ah, you're Reggie. You're the wacky guy, huh? You're weird and improv <laughs> yeah, totally. And you're like, oh, yeah, that, yeah. that is who I've been. Yes, yeah. Even though in this moment you're infinite possibilities, you know what I mean? Yep. You can stop at the house and go in. It's a shop. Yes. And you can go to the dinner that your fan invited you to. Yeah. But really, most of the time we're just going like, isn't it perfect? Like, think of somebody with a really strong personality like Mark Maron. Yeah. If he's curmudgeonly, that's not certainly not all he is. Yeah, if right. he's curmudgeonly, we kind of love it. Yeah, It's like totally. Kramer on Seinfeld being Kramer. Yeah. We all kind of go around, again, playing the roles. Yeah. But when you say, you know, uh, I'm depressed or something, really, like, who is observing the depression, I think is the most important question you can ask it's it's always i mean like you know i have this saying i like to, to use or like when in doubt zoom out can you <laughs> high five please <laughs> fucking get it when in doubt zoom out yeah zoom out yes yeah, i get out. it i love it go on though yeah, please gain, talk about it gain context you know yes. it's like you know because oftentimes you're like Oh, this sucks. I've got I've got to spend the night in this forest. I'm lost, and there's a log, and it's muddy, and oh, this sucks. And then like, but if you zoom out and you're like, oh no, it's gonna be fine. There's tons of resources all around me. Yeah, and there's a road nearby. That's right. I just need to calm down and listen and follow my instincts, and then I'll I'll just guide myself out of it. That's right. You know, and that's in essence that's what that's what improvisation is. Like, yeah, that, that's what improvisation. When people are terrified of improv- improvising, and like you said this earlier. I always relate it to having a conversation. It's like when you're having a conversation with somebody, it's just kind of flowing. So you're kind of in a state that's like a higher perspective, but also a momentary perspective at the same time. Yeah. And like, so that idea of like, uh, I, I hate the way she's, you know, like, I, I have a lot of friends that are like in their 20s. Like, I think I just kind of like help them. I, I, I mean, I, I love them. They're great people. And, and age is independent. It doesn't matter age. But like, I think I like helping people who are younger who get hung up on these things that can really affect their lives That's for right. a long period of time. And I'd rather, I'd like to shorten that time if possible. Yeah. I can't fix it, but I can definitely give them some. Isn't it crazy tips. that you could plant an idea? Yeah. And reduce this time of suffering a person might go through. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and just get that perspective. where you, Because the perspective solves so much. I mean, the, the the negative side of perspective is that you can say, oh, well, uh, you know, well, I don't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the that's the bad part. Like, oh, yeah, people are starving. Well, <laughs> I'm not starving. <laughs> well, I feel no. great about that. Like, yeah. that's that's the gross. That's the gross way. But, like, yeah. but when you zoom out and you're like, oh, in context, there are people in prisons right now mm. that are staring out at freedom mm-hmm. and contemplating what they did mm-hmm. and yet i'm able to do Anything. whatever i want to do right now that's right you know so it's a flip of consciousness yes it's a flip of consciousness and the game that i this is one of my little mantras meaning just something i repeat to myself yeah. all the time is i say what in this moment is lacking and that's the thing is 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 when you're quiet and just right there mm-hmm. your brain wants to go like later there's this thing and we need to find food like let's yeah. say you're in the woods yeah and you're and you're lost yeah and you need and you, you panic but it's all this projection of the future and that's what your brain is so valuable for doing but really in the perfect moment in that moment it's fine yeah. like in the moment it's uh-huh. fine totally. does that mean but to the people that that doesn't make sense to, it's like you really have to be fully present to go, look, it's perfect. Yeah. Everything's perfect. And yeah. then your needs can kind of like step aside for a second. That's yeah. a type of zooming out too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like when you focus on the moment, it's like it reveals so much more. Yeah. You know, it's like it's almost like a bullet time or whatever. Yeah. You know, like why, yeah. why people are fascinated with slow motion. Yeah. It's like because you, you're seeing so much more information and detail in something that you would just say like, oh, I've seen that before. 
Right. Well, I've seen I've seen a person hit a tennis ball before. Right. Like I'm just watching the tennis ball. I'm more concerned about the outcome of the game. Right. But then when you analyze the actual physicality of like the orchestration of muscles and thought and instinct and training, like all going into that, right. Hitting that tennis ball at that precise moment, and then seeing the physics of like the racket absorbing some of it, but then giving back the energy and the tennis ball squeezing yes. and turn, turning ovoid, and then like expanding again and yes. projecting back out. Ovoid. And then like and that person going, I want that to go over there. Yeah. And all of that com- complexity it's like it goes over there and that's insane. like insane yeah. that happens all the fucking time yeah i think about it, that's why i like driving mm. in la like I, I like driving because i know people are like oh, i gotta drive yeah oh it sucks i gotta drive i'm like you know i mean uh, you know you're you're driving in something that didn't exist 150 years ago yeah. so you're like you're in a mode of transportation you're just sitting down and you're just like steering this machine that other people are it's a miracle it's it's crazy <laughs> That's crazy that, you know, and so I'm always like, and then I like to think of traffic as a game. So like, you know, when you slow down your thinking process and try to not lean into the future as much. That's it. You can enjoy really small things and your life becomes a little bit lighter. It also becomes very easy to be still. If you, it, Like, I like to meditate. I have a sauna that I like to sit in. Nice. And when I'm doing that, sometimes what gets me out of the sauna is the thought of what am I doing after this? Right. And then you go, I was in the sauna this morning. I was like, well, I have to drive to Meltdown. And just, but that's always true. But I know I have 30 minutes to sit in the sauna. But if I start going like, and then if I get out earlier, I can can make some food. Yeah. And then I get out. Right, right, right. But if I can really just be like Peter, like talk about myself, Perry. Peter, just, just be right here. Just... Just listen to this song. Yeah. Just listen to this song, and then my brain will be tricked into sitting still. Yeah, and that's right. a, that's kind of a lovely thing. This brings us uh, to drugs in a nice way. <laughs> I felt that. I felt that. <laughs> Trying to honor the flow. Yeah, I get it. I the, like it. The like last you. time I took uh, mushrooms with, with Val... We were upstairs in our house, and I, I turned the faucet on, and I noticed that the water in the upstairs bathroom comes out in this hexagonical. It's it's it almost looks like strands of DNA. Oh, like a double helix. It's like it's it's like a series of double helixes. Yeah, but a bunch of them stuck together. Okay, Ooh. I know that sounds impossible, but uh, I've looked no, at. I it. know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a type of it's, like a, it's a type of spot. Spout. It looks like, like a, a like, a, like a twisted Twizzler. It yeah. comes out like a twisted Twizzler. <laughs> God, we've come up with so many good band names during this podcast. Twisted Twizzler, new album out October eighth. <laughs> We're not going to chew it as our big thing. Yeah, Twisted Sister. Anyway, oh, uh, nice. it's almost ungettable what? that joke. What? <laughs> so, but since uh, that trip or whatever you want to call it, I, I've looked at that and it is that that wasn't a hallucination. It just right. is. It's the most gorgeous formation. Yeah. Of water. Yeah. But it took a drug to get Val and I on our knees, putting our hands in it. Yeah. Going like, there are pipes under our house that bring us this water. Yeah. And this water's ancient and perfect. And it was just so amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I remember you saying something on stage. And I don't know what your relationship with drugs is now, but this was years ago. Mm-hmm. You said you kind of were, obviously you were riffing and you are like, don't do drugs unless you're really, really good at them. Yeah. And uh-huh. I always laughed at that line so hard because I always thought that I was good at mushrooms. You yeah, know that feeling? Right. Yeah. Where you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's like, it really... Good friend. It's a good friend. Yeah. And it's it's not completely safe. You yeah. know what I mean? There's no, no, sense. there's always a little bit of danger. There's yeah. a little bit of danger. Yep, absolutely. You got to keep the the. You have a lion taming quality. You want to you want to stay away from the things that are too extreme or frightening that you might not be ready for, and you kind of play in this other space. And I always think of you saying, "Unless you're really good at them." And then mm-hmm. you also said this thing once 
where I think you were on a hallucinogen, I think, and you said being in a bathroom stall staring at your ego face to face. Oh, oh, does that sound familiar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, that well, similar. What it was was, uh, yeah, that was a time. I, we did mushrooms in the park in, in Seattle at the in the Arboretum, um, which is like this big kind of like government land uh, tree planted um, experiment for the University of Washington for their horticulture, whatever sure. all the other terms of nature study. <laughs> um, and uh, and we picked mushrooms out of the ground. You found like, them? Yeah, my friend was like a really good mushroom guy, and he was like, "Oh yeah, these are uh, these are blue ringers." And and he like picked a couple, and he just gave me one. He was like, "One ought to do it," just straight from the ground, right Shot. into my mouth. It was awesome. I love. Get out of my face! Instead of plastic bag dried, yes. you know that's what we're used to it. But he just you like found them. Boom! Right in the mouth, and I got really, really high. But it, whenever I start to get really, really high, I always go by myself somewhere. And so there was a bathroom open um, in the park. They didn't lock it for some reason. So I went into the men's room and I went into the stall and I put down the toilet seat and I just sat on the toilet. I, I wasn't going to the bathroom. I just sat. I was like dressed. Just to kind of like take a break for a yes. second, and I put my kind of my, my head in my hands, and uh, and then I started really tripping, like going like down some really amazing like wormholes. Did you lose the bathroom? Like totally? Yeah, you- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even feel my body anymore. I was you just, lost it all. I was just like I was gone. You was forgot your zip code. Yeah, just whoosh, you zoomed out. Yeah, no, 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 uh, no point of reference. Just free, 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 free ride. You were complete energy. It was just, yeah, just thought, you know, but then I remember it's almost like I traveled so far, like almost like it's a circle. Like I traveled so far around the circle that when I came back, uh, I, I was able to meet myself before I was able to meet back with myself. Uh So, so almost like a form of time travel in a way, but, (laughs) but what it felt like is I actually came Sunday afternoon, a form of time travel. In a yes, way. of course. Yes, a form of time travel. Moving on, everyone knows that. Um, I love it. I'm not talking about time travel, but everyone understands it. Yeah, yes, yes, um, yes. But, but it also felt like I was meeting up with myself, my uh, myself, non-self. Yeah, or what people would call God. You know, uh-huh. or gods, or energy, or whatever you want to call it. But you were awareness. I was aware. You were the thing that is noticing. I'm in traffic right now. Yes. You were what you're talking to when you're like, what's, yeah. what's my deal right now? Yeah. You're, and Eckhart Tolle said, I can no longer live with myself. And he's yeah. like, who is the I in that yeah. sentence? Yeah, totally. It's like, I can't live with myself. Oh, that's two things. As you said, you're binary within yourself. Yes. So here you were splitting off yeah. and you were singular. Yeah. And then you saw Reggie. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> and it was kind of like, it was like me, but not me. You know, it felt like, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it felt like something very, very familiar, mm. and it was very emotional. You know, mm. it was like I was like, oh, I've missed you. Mm. I haven't seen you in so long. I haven't been listening to you. You know, that kind of a thing. Who felt that, Reggie? I, felt that? I felt that way. Yeah, like I felt like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. It took me so long to get back to you. Mm. You know, like that feeling. Mm. So it was very, like, very emotional. Very, very trippy, but also very familiar and comfortable and, and, and beautiful and um, kind of reaffirming. You know, like it's, it's, there are many moments in our life where we, where I think we feel that all the time. It's all around us constantly. I mean, like we're living in pure consciousness, mm-hmm. basically. And that's not like a, a foo foo thing to say. It's, it's, 
it's just it's just true i mean there's there there are so many like frequencies being transmitted by our bodies and our brains are emitting electrical impulses and there are cosmic rays flowing through the planet there are, mm-hmm. there's everything is energy i mean it really is it's not mm-hmm. just like yeah man energy it's like everything but that's is. why i said it, the atoms the- yes I yes. like going down into the sub sub subatomic particle level and seeing things moving around. The yeah. idea that molecules in a dead person are also these active kind of things yeah. moving around yes. and and exchanging information with one another and and sometimes they're Reggie and sometimes they're me. Yeah. This idea I've been trying to wrap my ri- mind around this Alan Watts thing where he, he talks about negative space being as much space as filled space. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the way that I do it is I just try and think of things um, gelatinously, Uh meaning I think there's this space between you and me, and I'm filling it right now with my arm. Yeah, right. But really it's just this one thing. Yeah. And that's the furthest you can zoom out. Yes. When people talk about getting high and high, you're you're zooming out. You're getting above yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you're seeing... And in those beautiful moments where you go, oh, it's all one thing. It's all one thing. It's all one thing. There's no separation between me and you or you and a, a tree or whatever. These are typical high thoughts. Yeah. But when you really feel them. Yeah. That's the difference, man. And, and when everybody has this kind of in, – in mysticism or spirituality, like all these great thinkers arrive at the same conclusion – all these people that take the uh, meditate very hard uh-huh. come to the same conclusion. Yep. All these people that take substances to kind of cheat. Yep. Go ahead, cheat, by the way. Whatever you need to do. Yeah, whatever. And it's not a cheat. Near, it's just oh, but, a yeah. technique. Yeah, it's a technique, yeah. Near-death experience. Or a near-death experience. Yeah. Exactly. Have this same sort of like, oh, what, what? Here's the story I want to tell you. Because yeah. I bet it's going to lead <laughs> yeah, to you. I like this. So I go to... See Lonely Avenue in Bakersfield uh-huh. with Valerie. Her brother is in the band. Great band. Album self-titled out right now. Okay. Great album. Buying it. So we go <laughs> we go out to check them out, and we're, we're eating. I'm there to play. It's like I, I really wanted to see the show. I really wanted to support. So I'm eating all this food so that I would like not get too drunk. I was going to have some wine, and, and we were going to dance and all this stuff. And then Val and I step outside to smoke a little weed. All of this was just to... To be there more, not to get out yeah. of it, but yeah, to enjoy yeah. it even more. Yeah. And it's this weed that we've smoked a million times in the same vape pen that we've used a million times. So every everything, because it's a little bit of a murder mystery as to what happened. Uh-huh. I hit the I hit the vape, what I consider a very mild, small hit. Yeah. And by the time we walked around the block to get back, I, it was just it was the feeling of a bad mushroom trip. Yeah. Like immediately hit me. Yeah. I think it had something to do with uh, maybe the food, maybe social anxiety. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. The jury's kind of out. But I think it might have been the food because I ended up throwing up later. Anyway. Yeah. But I think I – so I had this like negative thing going on with what I had eaten mixed with weed. So I was kind of having this like food poisoning feeling. I don't know. I don't think it was food poisoning. But, you know, bad – something not agreeing with me feeling mixed with being very high. Oh, yeah. And then – so fun. I turned to her and I go, oh, I forgot that – you paranoia is one of the things that can happen, but it was too late. I, I explained it to Val uh-huh. like I was this clean green floor, like you'd see in a modern gymnasium, like kind of like a American Gladiator's green floor. Yeah, and the weed was like this melted cheese substance on me, and I was picking up the melted cheese, going like, "Oh no, this is paranoia weed." This, and but it was too late; it was like absorbing into me. Oh, but I could wow. pick it up and look at it and go like, "Oh no!" Like yeah, a hundred percent clear. I'm going on a bad journey right now. Like, right. I need help. We're like, it's okay. 
She was like, she told me the perfect thing. She's like, you don't get paranoid. And I was like, you're right. I, I don't get paranoid. We go downstairs. I'm sitting in a booth. And I'm, I'm closed into the booth. Two people to my left that I don't really know very well. Uh-huh. And three people to my right. One of them is Val. So I'm already kind of in a socially awkward situation yeah. in that I don't know these folks. And I, I look to my left and there's the woman there. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so high. Like, I'm 100 out of 100. Yeah. And I was like, which is weird. Because yeah. I ate a huge meal. Yeah. Just to stay grounded. I ate a huge meal, haven't had much to drink, and only took one puff of weed. Yeah. Off of vape that I've had a million times. But I'm like, holy shit. Like, way, like I felt like I was holding onto a balloon, and I was way yeah. too high to oh, let go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You like, didn't let go at the right time. I, <laughs> it now was too, too late. late. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. But I was like... <laughs> I'm doing all the things that I read a lot of literature about psychedelics, about how to like navigate your way out of a bad trip and stuff. And I have these little techniques. One of them is to just say yes to it. I'm like, yeah. just say yes. It's mm-hmm. okay. This is what's happening. It's temporary. You're on a drug. It's okay. And But it's not working. It's like, but this isn't good. <laughs> this yeah. isn't good, though. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. It's not good. But just say yes to it not being good. Then my vision... Went full leopard spots. My my vision. Whoa. So I was having like a full blown hallucination, and and involuntary. You go in a bathroom and sit down to trip out. Yeah. I understand you were probably going to trip out no matter what, but you were yeah. kind of like buckling in to the yeah. into the rocket. Yeah. Like I'm going to sit down and be alone and and go go other places. Yeah. But I'm sitting there listening to conversations. Leopard spots. My whole vision is yellow and it's like vibrating. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> I can't. Why not? I turn to Val. She's talking. <laughs> yes, and I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. And I and she's talking. And I wait for her to stop. Luckily, she wasn't like in the middle of a long conversation. She stopped, and we laughed later because I went, "Would you mind stepping outside with me, please?" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, sure." So she's my true love, and she knows something's wrong. Yeah. We walk upstairs. She takes me around the corner, and I collapse. Of course, I don't remember this. Yeah. I collapse. She caught me. She's tiny. Yeah. She's the size of the chair you're sitting on. She somehow catches this ogre. <laughs> and, you know, it would be better if she were here to tell this part of the story because she had to be like, how am I catching? It was almost like mom strength where you yeah. lift the minivan. Right. She catches me. She sits me down. I grab onto like a, a post, but I'm gone. Where I am is floating in perfect blackness. Outer space. I was I was just awareness. There was no feet. And there was a purple planet. I was looking at a planet that was purple. And this was a timeless place. I was uh-huh. there for what felt like a, a long time, but simultaneously not long at all. Yeah. And then I hear Valerie's voice going, breathe, 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 breathe. And I'm like, why is she telling me to breathe? Because everything was fine yeah. in this place. Right. Because <laughs> I was right. completely unconscious right. but still conscious but everything was fine it was out of my body yeah right and then so she's going breathe 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 and I'm like why is she talking about breathing that's weird alright I'll breathe and I breathe and then I come back and then I was like and the first thing I said I was like I was at the purple planet and it was answering questions because <laughs> I was asking oh my questions God, that's amazing and I'm really hot I'm like a furnace and she goes do you want me to take your jacket off and I go that question has no meaning to me because I was like <laughs> <laughs> Because it was heavy. It was so. so I was like, "You're talking about my body like that's me." That's what it Uh, was. I was like, "Oh, you're tending to like the heat of my body. That's adorable." Yeah, right. I appreciated the help, but like, I really stepped into that place very involuntarily, and it wasn't pleasant. Where I just was thought. 
Yeah. I was just awareness. Yeah. Of course, this was me passing out. Yeah, but yeah. it felt very profound and real. Then I walked back to the hotel. I, I didn't see the show, and I just tripped out in my hotel room yeah. talking to the curtains. Yeah. I was sad I missed the show. That story, <laughs> I tell you because I wa- I'm amazing. sure you have yeah. other – insane. Tell me anything that that makes you think of. Oh, I mean <laughs> – I mean – I mean, once one, I remember doing DMT. You've done DMT? For, yeah, just once though, and I only half-assed it, unfortunately. But what do you mean? You took like one hit? Well, I took one hit, and you're supposed to take two. I've heard three, or maybe three. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but and I've heard if you only take one, that it's just like almost like taking too many mushrooms or something. Yeah, it's it's very it's very intense and very psychedelic. I was just I was afraid to go beyond that, you mm. know. Like, but I mean, but the experience of it was very cool like like you know I, first of all dmt is like kind of sucks to smoke and I, I think some friends of mine found, found a way to make it less acrid but i was um, gonna use the word acrid yeah it's really gross like it's yeah. just the worst like it smells like you just let a brillo pad on fire and yeah like you're smoking a brillo pad pad so i didn't like that <laughs> when i did it when i when i did it and my friend was sitting next to me. I was on a bed, and there's a, a friend of mine, Stephanie, that I've known for a long time. And and she was like, "Okay, so you're gonna take this hit, and then at a certain point, you're gonna have to take another hit." Mm. I was like, "Okay, all right." So I take the hit, and it was just like you know, being zero. It's like zero to high on acid, peaking on acid in like you know, ten seconds or nine <laughs> seconds. And so I was like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> And then she's and then she's like, okay, now you have to take another hit. And I was like, I, I don't think I can't. I don't think I can. I don't think I can't. And I was just like really scared to take another hit. And but what it felt like is like, like I took the hit and it felt like this like swarm of like like all I can describe it as like, uh, like insect intelligence. Like just like it was like. Like all around me, like just like surrounding me. That's what happened, at Carlos Castaneda, when he took peyote with Don Juan. If that story is true, yeah, which I like to think it is, yeah, that's what he, a huge bee like came and visited him, and apparently that's typical. Oh wow! Like a like a loud buzzing yeah, sensation. Like, yeah, like a like a like a kind of a just felt like it was all around me. It was like a, like lots an insect. of different things. No, no, it felt like it, like it was one intelligence, but it was an, it is a collective intelligence. Woo. An insect, I, I would say, kind of in the sense that like how ants function and how well how insects like they move as one organism again. You know, but they're singular, but they're also you right. know what I call <laughs> what I like to call. Uh, uh, collective individualism, but um, but like that's they're all being one thing, and that one thing is very individual. Yeah, it's very individual, but they're also individual into themselves. So, yeah. but but it was like this. Is that what our uh, cells are doing, by the way? Basically, <laughs> basically, yes. Like, like not don't think about it too long, but yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they're all going like, let's keep being Reggie. I know. It's like I'm gonna keep being this thing. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm supposed to be this thing, and then other people are like, I oh, God, I'm gonna get out of here. And, uh, like, just leave. They just leave. <laughs> um, and get passed through, and uh, whatever they turn into some other form yes, of energy. Yes. But uh, but yeah, so I mean, swarm energy. Yeah, that swarm energy is just like that was really amazing. But it was it was similar to like whenever whenever I've gotten like super high, like when you go and when you have a turbo boost moment, mm. like we used to do. Turbo 
we, we used to do uh, uh, dextromethorphan in, in high that? school, which is Robitussin DM. Oh. The DM dextromethorphan is the synthetic opiate, uh-huh. um, also known as poor man's heroin. But it, it was as a dissociative. It didn't really feel like uh, heroin. Heroin's an opiate, and so it's uh, slightly different. It was uh, like a dissociative. It just got you out of yourself? Yeah, it's like a dissociative makes you feel like uh, like if you take a normal dose of dextromethorphan or another form of uh, another dissociative is um, uh, ketamine. Um, so dissociatives essentially make you feel like you have access to a lot of intellectual capacity, but you don't feel necessarily any emotion or mm. fear surrounding decisions that mm-hmm. you're making, but you also have a fairly high level of empathy. <laughs> but it's still, so it's like practical and empathic. So it's like practical empathy in a way interesting like kind of practical pragmatic and uh so it's an interesting it's like it's like two things like at the same time huh. so you're able to feel a lot and and you but but you're also very analytical so it's not so you're not feeling it in a way like oh are you are you okay it's more like i see that uh you know like oh i see what you're saying well okay great i understand immediately let's move <laughs> on to this next thing and 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 Robitus, I've got it. yeah, I've got it. I understand. It's like, what should we do? We should do this. Do you think we should collectively? Yes, I think we should do this. This is great, but you're still feeling a lot. It's a weird. It's a really weird thing. But uh, and you have no sniffling, no sneezing, no. Yeah, you have no sleeping. Yeah, you you, you are uh, you're, yeah, you're expectorant gone. city. You're like the most expectorant person possible. Nothing's getting you in in your way or your breathing passages. But but it's but what's crazy is I remember. We took it. We there was a summer where we did it a lot in high school, and uh, uh, there was a test. I think I think it was like testing periods. Like maybe at the end of the that that year after the summer that we did it, it was just kind of pervade throughout our existence throughout the school year. But at the end of it, uh, my friend was uh, gonna. It took a took a big test and was given some weed by another friend to like celebrate after he took his test, his mm. like last test of the year, and I think it was the SATs or something like that. And uh, he didn't use the weed, and he came over to my house, and we got two four-ounce bottles of Robitussin, which is kind of like the average dose. And uh, Or no, we did six ounces. We did six ounces each. each so he had to drink it. Back. Now there's pills. You can take pills. Wait, they still sell this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, DM. Anything you see, cough syrup, something, <laughs> DM. Just doing it like it's, Robitussin, a, like it's a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah, go get it. Yeah, go get it right now, guys. It's <laughs> totally recommend it. Wink, wink, wink. Um now, if you want to learn about it, there's actually a, a called a D, DXMFAQ that you can look up online, and it tells you about all the plateaus of highness and so forth. Like, there's a whole thing. There's a whole culture around it. But um, but look, when I, we got high, but we had uh, – what was it? Yeah, yeah. We got high, but we <laughs> ate a big spaghetti dinner. And so um, – <laughs> so, and we were meeting my friends at the caves, which are on the outskirts of my town in Great Falls, Montana. There's like these uh, old um, – granite quarry uh-huh. and so or mine and we would meet there and we'd make bonfires inside these like huge mine shafts or whatever and like just like chill out in there and listen ah! to Bauhaus or whatever but uh, we went up there we still weren't feeling high so we had, we made a run to a store and we got two more eight ounce bottles and we ended up doing like another like eight ounces or something like that oh shit so we were on what it's eight plus six. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Thank you. Fourteen ounces. So we did four. So we did fourteen ounces, which is about. Yeah, it's it's like four four ounces is the standard. Wow. So so we did like quite a bit over, and we weren't feeling high, and then we, and then I drove back home. We were starting to feel high, and we we're like, oh yeah, I'm starting to feel it. Got to my house. It's probably like twelve or one or whatever. Said goodnight to my mom. Went downstairs, 
and then got really, 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 really this is like Wolf mega of, high. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, like so fucking high. And so we went into my and, and then I remember my friend going, turning to me and going like, "Do you want to smoke? Do you want to smoke the weed?" And we were like, "Yeah, let's smoke the weed." <laughs> we were like already really high. We went into my bathroom, turned on the fan, um, and I have a ba- downstairs bedroom. I still stay in when I go to Montana. But uh, so we're in the bathroom and we take a hit of weed. And we didn't know at the time, we'd never done that before because we just do dextromethorphan. But when, you, when you're when you peaking on, on, D, on DXM and you take a hit of weed, it just, man, you do not, you just, you're just gone. You just leave. <laughs> you're like, you're unable to understand what reality is at all anymore. You have no awareness of awareness at all. And so all I remember is like, traveling through all these crazy timescapes and like having some insane compressed adventure of some sort <laughs> compressed adventure <laughs> join us for our next compressed adventure um and then like i don't know it must have been like an hour maybe an hour and a half later mm. i started realizing that i was because i my eyes were open you know that's the best form of hallucination right it's like yeah. when your eyes are open and you no longer can make sense of the things that you make sense of right and I was, I realized we had both like slid down to the floor and we're like sitting just on our asses with our backs against the wall, staring at the, the, the sink cabinets. Wow. Right. And so like eventually, yeah, eventually like it started to make sense to start seeing the lines or whatever. And it was like a knob and then like the lip of the sink. And, and I was like, oh my, oh my God. Oh, we're in the, we're in my bathroom. Oh, that's where I am. I'm in the bathroom. And then like looking next to me and my friend was there and he's looking at me and I'm like, where the fuck did we go? He's like, I have no, I have no idea. But we like discovered this crazy concoction. It was 14 ounces of Robitussin. Oh, 14 ounces. Way too much. I do not recommend that. One hit of marijuana. One hit. Like it was probably like one hit. But, but was the feeling we or was the feeling like oh no no it was like something else I mean because it was just another Robitussin is like D- DXM is a very powerful drug like it really takes over your shit like mm. you you it's kind of hard to top it. like like you would never want to mix it with anything really because it's so intense on its own um, but weed probably the psychoactive component in in weed the THC did something to the neuroreceptors that just kind of just jacked and like opened up and magnified the feeling that the dexamethorphan dissociative factor was already like, you know, saturating ourselves with. And then you went into a Doors album. Yeah, we just went into, yeah, we went into some <laughs> other place, man. I mean, you couldn't even remember it. You know what I mean? It well, wasn't that's like blacking out because yeah. we felt like we'd gone through a journey. Well, that this is why maybe you thought of it is I went to the Purple yes. Planet and I, I was there for a while. Yeah. And Val's voice no was time. there. And I was there, but I had no body. Yeah, and that's why I was like, "Why is she telling me to breathe?" It seemed, it seemed petty. You're Again, right. I love. <laughs> I don't have to say that. That's yeah, a yeah. weird pop up. Yeah, yeah. I love Valerie. I'm so glad I would have been in big <laughs> trouble. But it, from the perspective of the inner world, I was like, "Oh, isn't that cute?" We're worried about my body. Yeah, you right. Know what I, mean? I know. I yeah, was like, I'm elsewhere. Yeah, totally. like I am free from my body. That is so amazing. I mean, that's a crazy <laughs> feeling. I mean, some people would say, "Oh, that's really dangerous," or you know, yeah, whatever. But sure. but in a in a in a situation where the outcome is, I mean, you make it. Yeah, you know, it's 
it's it's an amazing thing to experience because right. you're like, well, there's something else, not necessarily like flatliner style, you know, right. you're, where you're like, oh, I gotta see the other side. It's right. it's not really, it's it's just seeing what already exists. Yeah, like these things already exist. Right, it just depends on what frame of mind that we're in. Well, Radiohead, what frequency is your yeah, head tuned it, to? Totally, yeah, because yeah. we can only you know we're only capable of being aware of a few frequencies That's you know, right. at a time, and you know, kind of like looking at a map through a straw. It's like you yeah, can't you can't wow. com- you can't comprehend the entire That's map. Very you can't keep all of that, you know. So you have enough to like know where you're going to function. That's why those little shifts in in consciousness, even if it is pretending something's a dream or pretending it's a simulation, is another one. Yes, can wake it. Like sometimes I like to go. I'm in Brookstone right now with a with a helmet uh-huh. on. Yeah, right. You know what right. I mean. And this is what I saw. I would be so much. It just changes how you see. I'm so interested in the way that, like, the eyes and the brain prioritizes what it wants to see. Yeah. There was this thing, uh, Bo Burnham recommended me uh, the the movie Tim's Vermeer. Very interesting. Oh, I've heard of that. It's good. Yeah. Very good. It's about a guy who paints a Vermeer, it's, but he's not Oh, artist. yes. I have heard of that. Yes, yes, yes. But it, it does this very interesting thing where it shows how camera lenses see better than the human eye. Because Vermeer painted, like, photorealistically. And that's the mystery of Vermeer. It's like... That shit didn't exist yet. How was he painting light in a uh, way right. you can't see ultraviolet light? You can't see these frequencies of light with the human eye. Yeah. And then to de- demonstrate that point, it showed these two squares on a black screen. And one was like light blue and one was like two, three shades darker. Yeah. And it was like, look, you can see these are different until they put them together. And then you only saw one color. I see. And it's like, this is what your brain is doing. Averaging out. Averaging out and constructing reality mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. And some of that is so you don't freak out. Yes. But like a lot of this like very interesting phenomena is occurring. And, and, and you know, we're talking about uh, drinking way too much cough syrup and yeah. I'm talking about having a bad food slash weed right. reaction. Right. But it is interesting the things that nudge us into these places that it's like, oh, that, that's fucking crazy that yeah. that's there all the time. But, of course, part of my brain's job is to go, don't go to the purple planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're at Kinko's. Yeah, you can, yeah, you got to complete your task, man. Yeah, you we know? would be very... Because as you're telling that story, I'm like, well, if I was your parents coming down, I'd be, like, so mortified. I'd be concerned that my child was, yeah, like, of course. abusing his liver or, yeah. or his mind or whatever. Yeah. But certainly there are these... Things to be learned from these strange experiences. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like we always see. I mean, a part of I think part of the purpose of life is to discover what it is that we are and what what are we in. But you seem to have that Duncan Trussell style philosophy, which is he's like I'm in a spacesuit, this body, uh-huh. and it's decaying. Uh-huh. And uh, but I'm so I'm only in it for a while. Uh-huh. And he's like I'm going to lick and fuck and eat yeah. and do whatever I can. Yeah. To really experience the hell out of this. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people, I think, maybe rightfully so, I don't know, yeah. go at it more straight. They're like, no, let's pretend like it's normal that yep. my boss, who used to be a fetus, yeah. who grew <laughs> and absorbed and multiplied <laughs> and is miraculous, and he's perceiving me and his consciousness, and I'm perceiving yeah. him and mine, yeah. and here we both are. Yeah. And what does blue look like to him? Yeah. And what does a barn look like to him? And yeah. what does it feel like to be him? Let's put that all aside and yeah. go, how are we going to sell these textiles? Yeah, totally. You know what I'm saying? I know. And I get it. I know, yeah. But, yeah. and uh, and, and it's not it. just that we're, we're talking about drugs because I like to talk about drugs. But yeah. we're really talking about a type of awakening yeah. in life. Is that what you, what you would say is the meaning of life is, is to live and explore? 
Yeah, I mean, it's awareness. It's an awareness game. Like, the more that you can become aware, you know, and also the the the, the more it's you can become... It's an awareness game. Yeah, it's an awareness game. It's so like, good. you know, that's the name of the game. Life should be, like, if it were a game marketed, it would be just called awareness. Yeah. And it's like, how aware can you get? Yeah. You know? How and, aware can you get? It's like, you know, <laughs> we've taken these five contestants, and it's like, let's see their awareness level, you know, right. or whatever. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of that. And it's also... It's also with awareness comes the possibility of uh, reducing or re- yeah reducing your reactive behavior, you know. So instead of like that guy's a dick, you know. Classic. This is a classic yeah, thing. Sure. But this isn't new, but like you know that guy's. A, why did he you know fucking talk to me that way or whatever? And then you're like, oh, his mother was behind me. Um, he was concerned about her, and he's not a very good communicator. Yeah, the best he could do was that, mm-hmm. and like having like, and that's where like that's compassion, like that where you have that little bit of buffer memory where something happens and you're like, what the fuck? But then you're also like, let's figure this out before we react. Yeah, because I might be wrong, I could be right, but I I might be wrong. And also, and I feel like there's another level past that, which is like. Maybe you are just being an asshole to me. That's kind of your problem. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, sure. Not to be completely dissociative, to keep using that word, or detached from reality. But we're talking about the observer inside of us, the part of us, I can no longer live with myself. Who's the I? The I is the observer watching yourself going, this is a mess, I'm going to kill myself. Yes. The more you can associate with the I that's observing the mess, the more dispassionate you can be. You can get angry at somebody, and I do this sometimes. I'm, I'm sure. happy to say that in the course of this podcast, I've gotten better at associating on a soul level or an awareness level, sure. meaning you and I can be having a fight. Yeah. And even though we might raise our voices or say things that we're like, eh, this is probably not the greatest thing in the world. This never happens, by the way. <laughs> I have very calm fights. <laughs> but even if I'm feeling negatively, you can still kind of get into the internal master splinter from Ninja Turtles uh-huh. or the internal Yoda uh-huh. that just kind of watching it going, hmm, yeah. feelings flying high they are. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally, and totally. just be like, far out. Yeah, You're my happening. enemy right now. Like You're playing the part of my enemy. Yes. Totally. That's why I always say this, but I love in baseball when a player from the Red Sox goes uh-huh. to the Yankees and then a couple years later he comes back to Fenway Park mm. as a Yankee. Yeah. But he was so good to the Red Sox, we all applaud him out yeah. of respect. Yeah. And in that moment, a group of beer swilling, and I'm including myself in yeah. this, hot dog chomping morons, meaning me. I'm yeah. not saying I'm the smart one in the audience. Yeah. We've all become this like sports audience. That, so we're just kind of yeah. very clan, very like, go go socks. Right. In that moment, we transcend the whole game and go, yeah, but it's just a game and yeah. it's just a uniform and all of the rules are pretend. Let's yeah. honor the person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're making choices. And there's something that you can do in yourself where you go, I'm wearing a Red Sox jersey called Pete. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. But really inside is the real player and he thinks all of this is a hoot and is a farce and is a dream and is a game. Yeah, I mean and that's the fun part about life. It's like, you know, that's why you know, I don't know, there can be some pretty ugly situations that you can get into. And obviously, you know, as a comedian, sometimes, you know, friends will bitch about like like you know, it's easy for me to make light of such like if something gets really heated Whatever my, of course, my default is to just like Crackers. find the light side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And just be like, well, at least he's still got his hands. Uh, you know, or, 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 or whatever, and, you know, and and people are like, "What are you do?" You know, but, but you're disrupting. You're disrupting, and like sometimes it's you know, sometimes I've had to learn how to like you know 
be a little bit more careful about stuff. Like if if someone's talking to me seriously, I want I want to have a serious connection with them. I'm not like an always on motherfucker, sure. but I definitely. If I see an ugly situation, I'm like, ah, you know, like th- this was a really cool thing that happened recently outside of, I think it's La Poubelle. No, not La Poubelle. Another French rest, a uh, French ish restaurant. Um, and I think East Hollywood, I can't remember the name of them, but, uh, um, on Franklin actually. And so I'm outside. I see this biker. I think that's La Poubelle. Is it La right Poubelle? Right by UCB? Uh, no, not by UCB. It's, um, maybe, no, you know what? Not, Fra- it's not Franklin. It's, uh, I, I mix it up with, uh. It's like if I'm go if you're going down Sunset, like away from Mickle Terena, you know, and like you you pass by the Sunset Junction and you're heading that way, uh-huh. which I guess would be Northish. Yeah, um, it's it's like the second major street you can take a ride on at the end of all that, like past the McDonald's and all uh-huh. that, like where the Vista Cinema is. Uh-huh. So there's like a street you can take a ride on that kind of, and then there's the second street. It's another big street, and on that is like a bunch of like cute like little cafes, okay, and restaurants, and a bookshop and stuff like that. Whatever that area oh, is. Oh sure, yep. So it was there, and we were like we were having a snack or whatever, and I came out to get my car, and. This guy, how did it happen? This biker basically, oh yeah, this biker stops in front of me. This car stops right behind the biker. Um, and the biker's looking at the car going like this. And then the driver gets out of the car and goes like, what do you, what'd you think you were doing? What, what, what are we trying to prove? What are you doing? Or whatever. And he comes up to the guy and the guy, and the guy was being a little bit of an asshole. Just kind of. The biker? Yeah, the biker was kind of being a little bit of an asshole. And then the driver, um, he's, they're getting up in each other's face. And then he pushes the guy, and the guy falls off of his bicycle onto the ground. Oh. And so I run, I run over and pick up the guy, and, and so I kind of get a little emotional thinking about it. But like I pick up the guy, and I just said to the dude, I was like, uh, I was like, what? You know, like I understand, man. This guy probably did something to piss you off, um, and I understand that you're really angry right now, but you have a choice, you know. Um, and just kind of talk to him like that, you know, back and forth with the biker and the bike and the guy, the biker was like, I was like, listen, you're probably, you were, you were kind of acting a little bit, you know, like, like a dick, a little, yeah. a little repugnant or whatever and indignant. And, and you, you, you know, so be aware of that. And, and, and both guys were going back and forth and I was like, wait, they're yelling this whole time. They, yeah. They were just like, they were, you know, seething a little bit. Yeah. And then I said to the driver, I was like, you should apologize to him. You know, you're in a car, he's on a bike. You know, you pushed him to the ground, you know, or whatever. And the guy was like, okay, I'm I'm sorry, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was like, it was like so crazy. I was Uh. like, what? And then the guy like, and his friends are in the car going like, just get back in the car, man. Just get back in the car. And then he like, he got in his car. And I think (laughs) this is the funny thing. The guy in the car is like. I like your work, man. And then he got in the he said car that and to drove you? Off, but made no indication that he knew who I was at all when we stopped. But it was like one of those things where I was like, ah, that's, it was like instinct took over. And I, I just like kind of had that buffer memory where I was like, let's solve this situation. Let's mm. like try to activate both of these people's awareness, mm. aware, awarenesses. It's not going to, they're still going to have the adrenaline in their system. They're not going to get right. rid of that. Yeah. But they can like at least have that connection where they we can, can burn off that adrenaline consciousness. Yeah. It goes back to being an yeah. indentured servant to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't give in to that. Don't be a bitch yeah. to your anger. Yeah, right. Oh, anger's here. I got to do what it says. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Be cool, baby. Be I, cool. I know. Just be cool. It's it's much, and you know what? It's, it's smoother. You look way better. Like yes. when someone comes at you all aggro, and you're like, you know what? I don't need to be here. No it's worries. Another man. type we'll of alpha. 
A old school alpha punch in the face. Yeah. That guy can protect us yeah. from wildebeest. <laughs> yes, totally. New school alpha is going. All right, relax. Yeah. yeah, relax. It's okay. That's like it's way it's way better. It's more fun too. You'll still have that adrenaline. Yeah, you'll still be like, Ugh. but you know, I I don't know. The bouncers. It's happened with bouncers where I've been. I've actually called a bouncer like a dick or whatever, mm. and like because I didn't have my ID. And like I'm like I've played here a million. You know, I was like in Seattle back in the day. Like I played here millions of times. You know, I know the owner. Just ask the owner. You know, whatever. I don't have my idea. I forgot it at home. And and then I called him a dick, and he wouldn't let me in. And he was like, you know, whatever, being a bouncer. So I got in my car during, during the drive. I was like, oh, that was that was not cool. That was not. He's fucking. That's his job. He has to bounce. And and he maybe he might have been like you know taking relishing in it a little bit more, sure. whatever. But then I came back and I had my idea, and I just like said, I'm missing man. I'm really sorry. That's bad behavior, you know. Not not to just like in a superficial way. I just like really wanted to mean it, you know. Yeah. I did mean it, and I was yeah. just like, I'm really sorry. That's that's not who I am, and I know you're just doing your job. And and he was just like, all right, man, you know. And went in. And I was uh, like, Jesus. That's so nice. <laughs> so cool. But isn't that a funny way to put it? it that's not who I am. There's yeah. who you are, and then yeah. there's these things kind of influencing and assaulting that kind of pure being. Yeah. These things that we call our personality, our history, our memories, and then just our conditioning. And then forget all the flare-ups of just pure emotion, you know, anger, jealousy, wrath, lust, all these things that are happening. That's why I'm so fascinated with days when I'm, like, blindly horny. Yeah, like, this I like is, that. This is really getting in the way. Yeah, like, I, I don't, I'm not this guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't call people sweetheart and, and pinch butts, I don't know, yeah, yeah. which I don't do. I'm joking. But, like, I you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Must have your buns. That's what I think. There's something funny going on in your music that's kind of making fun of hypersexuality. Oh, totally. Because yes. you say your butt looks like butter bread and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All these jokes. And I'm like... That is a great relief to me when we start joking about our materialism and our lust, whatever the lusts might be yep. for power yep. or dominion or release or sexual sexual congress or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be. Totally. It's like, what the fuck? Don't you see the second you come? Yeah. That guy's gone. Yep. But what was just... what was there the whole time? <laughs> I know, I know, right? And yeah, how long? That's a good one. How long that's can good. we be in that? Oh my god, that's that's <laughs> that's kind of what it is because like you know because in these this modern this modern age because I'm single now and I'm dating and sometimes yeah. I I'll just you know I don't mind being alone I I, I like it out you know yeah. like I said I'm an only child so but uh, sometimes I'm like I just want to I would love to have sex. Not to be like a fucking skeezy dude, like, yeah, I gotta find a girl, any girl, dude. It's yeah. not really that. I would love to find someone who is willing also that they're like, I'm kind of lonely and I yes. would love to have sex. And it's like, yeah, well, would you like to, like, not in a heavy way, but like make love with one another yes. and, and have that be okay? And if something comes of it, cool. But if not, can we just do that? Because that's kind of what we need sometimes. Sexual healing. It's yeah. like, here's the thing. Here's some lonely people. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff going on in dating yep. that might not have anything to do with just a, a, a literally uh, – it's more gorgeous than a massage. But it, yeah. it's – why can't we be beautiful strangers? Yeah. Why can't we meet each other's needs without entering into some sort of societal – we have all these rules around sex. And I understand why they're there. Sure. Because relationships and, oh, marriage, it's just a construct. And I'm like – yeah, I get it. Yeah. Nothing works. Everything's on fire. Let's, <laughs> let's relax. Yeah, let's, you totally. don't have to poke holes, but you can pick the one that kind of works for you for now and, yeah. and play in that realm. Yeah. But it's weird 
for two lonely people to really love each other. You yeah. know the way that an audience and a performer can love each other? Yeah, right. And uh -huh. you don't know them, and that's kind of beautiful. Yeah. There, there's a way to in, get into that sort of situation sexually, yeah. but unfortunately, there's not enough honesty. What you just said is very honest. I'm lonely. I wish I could have a, a lonely person who also wants this but doesn't necessarily want to go through all the trouble of yeah. the, the ritual of the dating and, yeah. and some sort of expectation or whatever. Right. Why is it just like relationship and then we're like in the bowels of Craigslist de <laughs> degrading ourselves in some way? Right. That's my perception. Yeah. But maybe there is a middle place. I mean, I, you know, there are plenty of people. I mean, obviously, there are tribes of people. There are types of people that ascribe to a certain lifestyle. But, you know, in, in a weird way, like, I also don't like that formalization. You know, like, I, I, I'd much rather, you know, it's, it's weird. I think. You I, mean the formalization of their, like, Lack, of being free, yeah, of being of free, being like like I like you know I'm into free love and you know yes, blah blah. Because then I, it starts that starts decaying. Yeah, it's like it's kind of <laughs> not my thing. I mean, I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I enjoy. I think that whatever works for anybody is awesome. But like, I just love the thing where you're like. I don't know. Like it's, it happens when you're younger a little bit. It also it tends to happen with people that are a little bit more earthy, mm. kind of more hippie-ish in a way, um, where they're just like, I understand what's going on. I'm 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 I know that you're not that. That I'm not going to ask you to be my boyfriend and you're not going to ask me to be my girlfriend and that we're just here in this moment and that we really appreciate each other. Right. But it's hard to find that the the more adult you get, um, you know, adults are really weird. You know, we're like, I, uh, I think I need to buy you a glass of wine first or, yeah. you know, or we need to meet in a neutral location that is, uh, you know, mutually acceptable That's and right. all that stuff, you know, and obviously there's like safety and stuff like that. But, but. If you if you vibe on someone and you really feel it and you trust your instincts, like I think I think it is possible. That's why it happens on the road a lot. I think it happens. Expiration dating. That's yeah. what Zach Sherwin calls it. Oh, really? I, uh, he has a song about. It. He's like, I'm in L.A. for one week. Does right. anyone want an expiration date? Oh, interesting. We'll date for a week. Oh, that's interesting. It's completely possible. This is a Ramdas thing. When yeah. you're in love, you're really just kind of agreeing to. Somebody is the impetus that puts you in the place where you're loving and free and open. Yeah. So it's possible for a week or on the road or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying this is what I think the bulk of road hookups were, yeah. you know, even in my own case. Yeah. But, like, there were times where you could just be like, I know this is temporary. I know it's just tonight. Yeah. And that actually makes it easier, potentially. This has never happened to me personally. Mm -hmm. But it, it, I could see it being easier to really be in love with somebody in yes. the same way that you quietly know you could be in love with the Rite Aid cashier. Yeah. Or you could be in love uh, with me. Yeah, or you yeah. could be in love with uh, your mom's friend, Sandy. You yeah, know what I mean? It's just totally. like you know that it's there. Yeah. But we, then we start kind of filtering and changing. And oh, yeah, because love, I love that. I love your analogy with the, the example of the audience. You know, in a way that's like that's such a pure – easy thing like yeah. you go up there it's it's you know what it is it's the purity of 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 the childlike wonder like everybody is like excited mm. to experience something that is an exchange something triggers something and then that triggers something and that triggers something and that whole engine starting to mm. fluctuate and then suddenly it becomes a thing like that's it's it's easier in art it's much easier in art to to have that feeling without yes. it actually being that. But when it comes to person to person, interpersonal, it's, 
yeah, it's weird. It, it becomes very complicated very, very easily. Yeah. And, or, or you just have to, dec- you have to be very outward about what you are. Like, mm-hmm. this is how I function and this is how I'm into free love. I don't, I'm not really into that. I mean, right. I definitely, uh, for an, a, gr- a girl that, uh, that I dated once, once, uh, called me, uh, she's just like, you're, you're a lover. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that that is what I am. Like, I, I try to, I go out of my way to make sure that girls, if I if I end up hooking up with a girl, I may go out of my way to make sure that they know that I'm seeing them mm. and that I want I want them to have an amazing time, and I hope that they want that for me too. Mm. Um, and I don't want them to think like, oh, it's another fucking asshole dude. Yeah. yeah, you know, or like, I just, I don't like. I I, I want to make I want to make women you know in my case I like women but like uh, like I want to make women feel safe and 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 have a great experience. I was just telling Val one of the great things about Val is I can tell her stories <laughs> of other people. Oh, that's like, amazing! Other, I know. I think she's, wow, she's one of my she is my favorite person. She's not my favorite. <laughs> she's not one of my favorite. Person. She's my favorite person. And I'll tell her stories. Some like weird uh, sexual thing. Not weird. Exceptional. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean exceptional. Some exceptional right. story. And it has twists and turns. And then I, I, I'm always like, and you know, when I really think back on that night, it wasn't just railing each other. <laughs> we weren't just like throwing parts. Yeah. There was like laughing and there was like, uh, whatever. There was creativity and there was presence and there was, when it was good. Yeah. Even though it was like, and I never saw that person ever again. Yeah. I didn't even get their number. You know yeah, what I mean? But right. like in that moment, or they didn't get my number. Maybe yeah. it was there. Yeah, their call. right. More like that. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I actually don't think there was any rejection on either person's part. I have had instances where you have sex and then no numbers are exchanged right. because you're making the Tibetan sand sculpture and then you wipe it away. Right, it's right, like right. Because fucking me is like a meditative sand exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mandala. <laughs> Mr. Mandala. Um, but yes. Where? That, yes. Go ahead. No, that was it. No, that was it. I just think, I just, you know, whatever. I mean, I think that I, I, I'm not, I, you know what it is? Like, I'm always stuck between trying not to be an asshole. Sure. Like, to be like a, like a, not, not an asshole. I want to say like a dog or something like that. You know, like road dogs or whatever. Like, people yeah. are just like always scamming to find a girl. It's like, yeah. I really love women. I've always loved women since I was a kid. You know, I used to go girl watching with my dad, you know, and they, <laughs> he's, and when I was in, when he was stationed in Spain, you know, like we'd be in Spain, I'd be like three years old, like drinking an orange juice and like just looking at girls. Oh, and wow. like, and so I've always been fascinated. Always like, you know, going into my dad's old Playboys, vintage porn, yeah. you know, whatever. I just, I just really like, Ladies, and I love hanging out with ladies. Most of my friends are, are girls and, yeah. and ladies. I'm human women. Yeah. Um, and I, you I like and I their have world. That in common. I like women. Too. I, I like their world. Yeah. I, I like where they're coming from. I like to know that I've, I feel like I'm balanced. You know, yeah. as a man, I feel I want to be balanced on the feminine side. What is your? Yeah. What is? I joke with Val all the time that I'm eighty twenty. I'm probably closer to sixty forty. I don't know. <laughs> sixty feminine. I, six, I would I say like, sixty forty. Yeah. I, is that right? I like connecting. Me. I like empathizing. I like talking. Yeah. And then I have a pretty aggressive. When I'm masculine, it can be pretty aggressive yeah. internally. Sure. It's not me going around yelling or yeah. whatever. I'm a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's a hammer? But like, <laughs> I look at my masculinity kind of like a tool that you can be like, ah, oh, well, let's, let's sick the man part on this task. Right. Totally. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Totally. I, I know my man stuff. You know, it's yeah. like, I know my, like, gotta drive. 
Yeah. Love driving. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I want, uh, please allow me to you- pay for this dinner. <laughs> Do you mind if I'm opening the doors for you? Yeah. Time? Like, like, it's like, it's not a power thing. It's yeah. not a power thing. It's just, it's just like, as a man, I like the chivalrous, yeah. respectful aspect yeah, yeah, of being yeah. a man. And I know that oh, a lot you know of feminists are into that. <laughs> which, which, you know what I would say to that? This is what I say to Val all the time when we were dating and, and, and all that is it's like, let me buy you dinner, but here's why. Because I'm trying, I'm I'm a being, I'm awareness. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. I am in a man's body. Yeah, and I have a dick, and my dick does the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep, so there is a sort of aggressive thing associated with being a man. I'm not saying this is for everybody. This yeah, is yeah, for yeah. me. When we're fucking, I'm the one that has to have the confidence and the boldness to achieve. Dr. Gary Penn always says, an an erection's an achievement. You achieve an erection. Uh, So you have to be kind of strong. There's a strength. Believe me, there's strength in feminine. I'm just talking about myself. Yeah. There's a strength in that move. It's yeah. cocky. Yeah. You literally call it right. cocky. Right. As a dick. He was being too forceful. Yes. You're being a dick. The bouncer was a dick to you. He, yeah. he fucked you. Yeah, Listen yeah. to the language we use. Yeah. So anyway, I'm stuck in this system, for better or worse. Yeah. So occasionally, <laughs> I do things that are dick-swinging moves. One of them is buying dinner. So with Val, I would, she would be like, please let me get it, because she's a feminist. She's, she's empowered. She's yeah. a gorgeous woman. But I would say, no, no, no. This isn't something for nothing. I get to feel like a big shot. Yeah, right. Don't you see? I know. Yeah, this yeah, is about yep. my dick later. <laughs> and and that's not to say that I can't have women buy me meals. I can receive. I, yeah, I like gifts. Sure. I'm, I'm and similar. I, yeah, and yeah. I'm all about throwing away all these roles. Yeah. But if we're really going to do something as crudely masculine and feminine as, as fuck later, yeah. I kind of need all the help I can get. Yeah, Let me open I'm... the door for you. Let me buy the meal. Because I'm trying to get into a place where it makes sense to be like, Look at my rod. Because <laughs> <laughs> men, and I make this, but this is the counterpoint to that. Men are cowards. I, I, I say this with love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We scare so easily. Like, I'll speak for myself. Yeah. I scare easily. I'm not just talking about losing erections. I'm just talking about, like, I'm vulnerable mm. way more than I've seen a lot of women in my life. My feelings can get hurt more easily. Yep. Yet, I'm stuck in the physio- physiological sensation of dick and fucking. Dick and yeah. fuck. So, yeah. men, uh, maybe uh, tattoos and, and uh, I'll wear a pumping iron t-shirt and, and I'll <laughs> yeah. drive a, one of Freud's dick cars. And yeah. It's all this sad move. You know? yeah, 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 the yeah, neck yeah, yeah. tattoo is just me going, <laughs> I need help. I want to stay in the man place. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not real strength. It's this fucking game that I have to play. So let me buy you dinner. Yeah, I know. I know. I like it. I like that point of view. I like that point of view. Yeah, because for you know, I, it's actually I, a weak move. I think. It, I think. I think it is. But it's also. But also, the strong it's, it's, move it's, is getting dinner bought for you and then fucking the guy. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> okay, right. I don't. Well, know. you know, know, but that's also the thing I don't want a girl to think. Like what? I'm buying you dinner. You know what it is? Some part of it for me is like I like to. I like to do those things because I enjoy them. Because yeah. for me, it's like I, I, I respect you. I value. I value. Like in a way, I feel like I feel like I'm trying to make up for all the stupid shit that men have done. Yeah. to women. I hear that. So I'm like, 
me doing this isn't me trying to assert something over you. It's 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 just to to give you appreciation, sure for for who you, for who you are, and not to just like isolate you as just like woman. It's like obviously you're a being, and we're like kind of you know man and woman, whatever. But like, but it's just kind of like here's here's my my appreciation for what you've done, yeah, as, in totality, yeah. And then and then on top of that, it's there's a certain amount of uh, playfulness. You know, mm-hmm. so if the woman is okay, is comfortable with it, there's kind of this nice like, I'm receiving that. Yeah. So it's it's it is equal because I'm like, do you mind if I do that? And they're like, yes, that that would be. It's not, just I playing like parts, that. playing roles. Yeah, we're like so in a way, it's like it's a form of playfulness. I definitely had a. Oh, girl, I see. It is playful. Yeah, yes, it's, it's playful, playful. You know, and whereas like my. Uh, I had a girlfriend who was a very very big feminist, and she had a problem with me opening doors. She'd be like, just go through the door. Like, mm-hmm. like it's it's easier if you just go through the door. It's it's just annoying me that mm-hmm. you're doing that mm-hmm. all the time, and it's terrible. I have a terrible habit of it. It's like I just can't. I'm like, oh right, okay, I'll go through. I just feel terrible going through a door and seeing a woman follow a man mm. into a store. I just I don't like that feeling. Mm. I, I like to know. I, I like to invite someone in. I do it for my guy friends too. Sure. I mean, it's not just women. I just I, I like to let people know, especially if you have like. In the situation that we're in, if you if you have some recognition of mm. some sort, mm. I feel it even more because even if I'm with, with guys, I'm like I don't want to walk in and be like, like, hey, the Kanye of these it. guys, yeah, yeah, yeah like you don't want guys. your entourage to open the door for you, yeah. These are my friends, yeah. yeah. I'm going to treat my friends with respect, and sometimes yeah. my friends open doors for me. It's like yeah. it's fine, but like yeah. I just I like that. Like let's be chivalrous to one another. Let's I'm going to wait a second. You go by, then I'm going to go. I got to get this thing. I'm not going to block anybody. You know, like the, mm-hmm. it happens all the time. But for for me and, and women, I, I try not to go too far. And thanks to her, thanks to that girlfriend, I do have a mindfulness. Yeah, I'm not just going into automatic pilot. Yeah, like be 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 mindful. Make a choice while I'm for doing that it. one. Yeah, sure. Exactly. It's funny as I, as we're talking about the the trying to get your masculinity up through opening doors or buying meals. Yeah, I can completely understand where a woman um, might and maybe uh, I won't say should or shouldn't, but might. Um, be see a move like that as a, a dick aggression, like a oh yeah for like sure thing. easily. I'm saying yeah, doesn't it suck that this is what we're doing? <laughs> like, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I feel stuck in it too. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. I was a huge, amazing lover. Yeah, yes, buy me dinner and and dance, and you can lead all these things that we're doing right. that are rehearsals for the sex act. That's true. Opening a door for a woman yeah. is her yielding to your power yeah. in a certain way and and sometimes especially like a a more fragile oh, male lover wants to know that once we're naked you're also going to be uh responsive to mm-hmm. my invitations yes you know what i'm saying yeah, totally so that's what i'm saying when men are cowards we scare easily if i open this door will you go through it can yeah I, uh, yeah because i'm that. afraid i get that will you can I trust yeah. you? I just so took a risk. It's false strength. <laughs> it's not real strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real strength is, yeah, you cook. You, I'm saying cook is a powerful thing. Yeah. You serve the meal. You buy the shit. You do, do all that stuff. And then I'll still fuck you. That's amazing. <laughs> like that's, a, that's an incredible. That's what I imagine Matthew McConaughey's like. <laughs> right, 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 right. And I'm sure women are just like, they're, they, they see it all. Yeah. You know, I think most women are just like, okay. Sure, I'll, I'll do this stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I see what's going on. This will be interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, on the other side of it, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I've all, I always look forward to. Sometimes I'm with women that are very uh, aggressive, you know, mm. and 
and and that's kind of that's kind of fun for me. It's like it definitely throws me off. Yeah, but I like being able to be comfortable with that. Like yeah. there's something about me that I'm like, you know what? You got to be. It, it can't always be the way you want it. I wish I were more in the in in my uh, somewhat limited self-deprecating mm. in my sexual experience. The times that I've been with women who uh, are calling the shots, I'm I'm embarrassed at how like, but I. I'm, right. I'm the stand-up. Like useless, I want to be on useless. stage, and I want to manipulate the audience, and yeah. I want to assert, yeah. and I want to move. And it's because I can't really go the other way. Yes. Like, if you throw me on the bed, I'm not going to be like, I'm picturing like a Steve Carell movie where I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, we want, you know, and like, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Like, it's probably not going to happen. You won't be able to get an erection. Yeah, exactly. I'm probably going to have to have some wine and like, try <laughs> and forget about like, what happened. All right, now it's time for me to mess around with your butt. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, no, no, that's cool. But, Thank you, though. But God help us, the women that don't want to be asserted over. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, of course. I, Absolutely. I'm important. only relating to that. I'm just, I, I just mean in the good way. I'm not yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, any of sort course. of violence. I'm saying like, yeah, yeah. there have. I know there are women because I'm telling you that I've been with them, and it yeah. wasn't for me. Yeah. That's why I like to say, for better or worse. That doesn't mean I'm done working on it, but for better or worse, for better or worse, you like opening the door. For women, and that might be some sort of old school wrong yeah, thing, and maybe, yeah. and it sounds like you're doing the work on it. But it's nice to be honest with with your preferences that you're True. not stuck with forever, but you can identify them and go for better or worse. I like to buy dinner, and I do. Yeah, and uh, let's deal with that. And, and if I if I'm going to unpack it and discard it, maybe that happens later. But tonight at Bertucci's, yeah. This one's on Petey. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, man, whatever whatever, whatever makes it efficient. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's for me, it's about efficiency. I do it with my, I, a- buy, I buy dinner for my friends all the time because it's just like, not because I'm like, <laughs> I'm so fucking, I got so much money. It's not, it's not it's that. It's the Eugene Merman thing. I just want to get the fuck out of there. Oh, like, oh my like, God. You know that's I mean? funny. Like, like, I don't want it because I don't want to, I don't want to see that, that fucking, let's pull times. out all of our things I've and like, okay, that. so what did you get? You got the steak and the. I've okay, joined meals late. Only had like a tea and bought the meal. Yes, because it's time to get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, man, just like make it simple. Yeah, you know? it's like like the opening the door and buying the dinner. Sometimes for me, it's it's more like just to keep it fluid. Yeah. So if we like, so if if we're if we're understanding this, if this is okay, if this is this arrangement's okay, it just keeps it fluid. I'm not expecting anything from this. Yeah. Like that's the thing I want. Like a girl that I'm out with, I want them to know I'm not expecting because I do this. Yeah. I'm not expecting you to sleep with me. Right. Right. Like, right. That's yeah. that's why. Want them to understand the most yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and feel that, so that they feel safer. And even if we don't even fucking kiss, and then we just had a nice dinner, I'm totally happy with that. And that's what I—that's a form we, of practice. It's like, can we play Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan for fun? Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. None of us think any of this is real. Yeah, and that's really my zoomed out point too. It's yeah. like none of this means anything. None of it is real. It is a dream, and it's yeah. weird that you're stuck as Reggie in this version yeah. of this dream, yeah. and you're Reggie's date. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? This is one way we can play. Yeah. There's another way we can play. You you can be the lonely people on Craigslist that just make love and light candles and, and fall in love and, and never see each other the next day. There's yeah. lots of different ways to play. Any way we want. And none, yeah, any way we want. But hopefully everybody will feel comfortable and good. Two, two, two straight men talking about women's issues Switch. yeah <laughs> trust us <laughs> with 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 our agendas i'm not horny at all today so i'd like to, I'd like to think i'm in my 60 i'm yeah. in my 60 yeah yeah i'm yeah i'm i'm, I'm okay i'm pretty i'm pretty you and your 60 i'm in my 60 yeah i'm in my 60 i'm strongly in the 60 for sure 
<laughs> yeah. your 60, bro. I think I need some uh, some white tea. Oh, my God. I want a shirt that says you and your 60, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. That's so funny. Well, we've been dancing around the idea of God kind of the whole conversation. This is Those are the ones that I no. like. You're really no. – t- I know. No. I, I, I just freaked out because my watch was in like airplane mode and it didn't change from the last time zone. I was like, that is impossible. Ah, Anyways, go ahead. That's funny. <laughs> my watch is in airplane mode is yeah. a thing that we say now. Yeah, I know. That's Sorry, so my watch crazy. is in airplane mode. I really do oh apologize, guys. I know the captain is so mad at me. Oh, my God. You have to turn your watch off for flights. Uh, we live in a weird world. So we've been kind of talking about awareness and consciousness. So we don't yeah. – we can talk about this however long or short you'd like to. And then I have a fun thing for the end, too. Let's try it. But God, as an idea, where did you start? Where did you end up? Well, God as an idea? Yeah, God and religion. Oh, gotcha. And Uh, life and afterlife and meaning of life and ethics. Where where are you? Well, you know, I I mean, I grew up Catholic. Oh, wow. So... uh, you know, I went to church till I was probably like fifteen or sixteen or whatever. I mean, I liked going, but I didn't really, I didn't necessarily believe in all the the stuff, like you know, the, the literal the literal aspects of literal aspects of the um, uh, stories um, mm-hmm. and parables. But I loved the atmosphere of it. I, I liked going to church and hearing the the reverberance, of, especially in a know, Catholic church. They they yeah. got it right. Yeah, they got like you know the bench sounds and people yeah. walking or whatever, and the priest's voice inside there. The and, clack, 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 yeah, the echoing footsteps. Neil, sit, turn the page. Well, you know, and like. There's like there's a lot of like sounds and smells, you know, incense yes. and, and holy water smells like a little bit of rosy yes. kind of like and uh and I like those wafers. I mean, so yeah. there's like a lot that I liked about and the Good par- with the guacamole. The, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, great. Not very strong though. <laughs> kind of have go with a direct dip on that. Re- <laughs> you can't you can't can't scoop with that at all. Ah, uh, direct dip. Uh, you you submerge it and then yeah. hopes of yeah. green. And you hope some of it, you know, yeah. that's not too slick on the outside. But but direct dip. <laughs> so we've taken a direct dip. <laughs> Damn it, man. Sorry. Do you know what this means? <laughs> um, uh, no, but that, I mean, so I, I enjoyed that. And I think that there were, I mean, I, I definitely believed some, some, some form of it. Like I was growing up, I'm sure, you know, my mom's still a Catholic, Roman Catholic. And she's, but. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of God and things like that. I didn't really come into the idea of what God was, like like trying to figure out what it, figuring out what it was until probably when I moved out, you know. Um, and But you didn't get the classic Catholic guilt? I mean, I think I do have some Catholic, uh, classic Catholic guilt. I think I have that about my sexuality, for sure. Oh, I think, interesting. I think I got that. I wonder if that is tied into the... We're going to do this thing that you and I both secretly in our in the bowels of our subconscious feel bad about. Yeah. So please let me at least buy you a meal and open the door for you. Because yeah. It's probably I, that. I'm so I'm so ashamed of yeah. what what I want to do. Man, I mean, I have I have I have not a doubt. I mean, it's it's such a it's. I mean, things get wired so early, and you know, and Isn't and shame and yeah. guilt and those things are they manifest in in different ways. And I think I had stuff like that. I remember my father yeah. saying to me, he was like. After you get married, sex, it's nice. Sex is better because it doesn't feel as dirty. It doesn't feel like you're getting away with something. And I was like, whoa. Wow. That was a loaded one. Whoa. That was a loaded that one. That is kind of heavy. That's, that's heavy. heavy. Yeah, I, I wish I, as a kid, if I just looked at my dad and went, that's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's heavy, man. 
But that's the sort of stuff that <laughs> it's like a normal thing in the church kind of world to maybe say it was kind of a. I, th- I think so. I think so because it's a way to reconcile that you have these intense feelings and desires, and and you know, but you got to wait for the right situation, you know, know, for it to be real or legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that or barely legal. Yeah, barely legal. <laughs> you know, right? Barely eighteen. Um, oh God! It's like it's not just eighteen. <laughs> barely eighteen. I think it's just you're eighteen. You're eighteen right? or you're not. <laughs> you're like yeah. almost not eighteen. Yeah. Check out these almost not eighteen year old girls. Oh God! This is like very narrow, See? small pool. It's uh, so funny, but overt sexuality, like barely legal, which is so like we know what you want. You want someone who just turned eighteen. Yes, I understand that the church steps in to be like. Guys, yeah, I know, I know, totally. Settle down. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I don't think it's completely wrong because I'm so embarrassed by, like I said, by our desires and these temporary emotions and stuff. Yeah. I kind of don't always mind that there's somebody in a robe going, relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, that's the cool thing. I mean, the cool thing about church for me was like community. I grew up going to Sunday school with the same crew of kids, you know, basically for years and years and years. And we, you know, kind of grew up together. Yeah. And that was awesome. And, uh, you know, in my upbringing, uh, my church was actually kind of progressive, even though it was Catholic. Like, hmm. we had like some really amazing CCD teachers, you know, like, uh, who allowed us to question the parables and like and some of them were like yeah that shit probably didn't happen and it's like it's like these are examples you see the sneaky catholics yeah there's there's a there's more of them than you know that are like on the metaphor tip yeah on the like there's literally true and then there's like this special kind of not literally true yes but more than literally true and it's like in religious he meets the guy that's just kind of like He's a Catholic priest. He's at the Vatican. Yeah. And he's the one that's like, ah, oh, relax, Bill. Like, he's like the hippest one. Yeah, yeah, totally. So the highest church, the most uniforms, the most ceremony. Yeah. And then secretly, like, quiet liberals. Yeah. Existing there, I think, is so fun. Because I think it's, I mean, to me, when you think about, like, as a kid, when I thought about Jesus, it's like it's such an ineffable thing, right? You know, it's like you've got, like, 2,000-whatever years of, like, people guessing 150 years before we even attempted to write it down yeah right yeah exactly after his death yeah that's right and so like you've got this uh 150 years that's like you and i it's like he was dead writing the first book about the civil war now oh yeah right if you and i started writing about the civil war and all we could do is go and interview old people who remember somebody that was there and that and that that would be the gospel yeah oh my god that's i mean it's so insane to think about that it's like it's so like and it's and of course like there's the Old Testament and like comes in so it's like this composite of like all these various ideas and it's kind of around I mean depending on the religion it's kind of centered around Jesus and mm-hmm. Ju- Judaism it's mm-hmm. not but he's there <laughs> but like so the idea of like writing down oral stories or you know stories and then kind of editing them and then yeah. and then canonizing it yeah. and saying like well this is it. we're done yeah, yeah. yeah and taking you know like not including certain gospels and stuff like that yeah like so the funner ones yeah the funner ones <laughs> yeah. the more fun ones the more the ones empowering that, ones oh the question the ones that yeah. question but the like, trippy ones but jesus was a hard one to like figure out because all you know when you go to catholic church you just see that like you know the stabbed guy on the cross, yeah. and you're like, that really sucked. You know, yeah. like, like so. You, but I think in a way, way like the priest, like what you were saying with all the ceremony and stuff like that being really lax, kind of like that's the best. When I met like a nun that was really cool, I was like, oh, that's that's great. She's not holding on tightly 
so tightly to the religion that she's judging others and being a dick to other people mm. because that happens for sure. Um, and that to me probably informed me like, oh, that's a way you can you can you can study something and you can um, and you can know about it and you can talk with other people about the things that you're learning together. But you also know that you don't have to be a fucking tyrant about it. Mm. That you that there's room for interpretation. Mm-hmm. That there's uh, the other ways of approaching it. And and I think that that for me growing up was really important. I felt really lucky about that. That's you amazing. Know? You know, like I felt like this was like Great Falls, Montana, it was very progressive. Wow. And uh, and I like that. And so so I do. You know, and I got confirmed and all that. And um, but. Uh, yeah, so that for me growing up, I was like, "Well, what's Jesus? What? Who is well, this guy?" Called confirming. Yeah. You make the reservation. Yeah, you make the reservation. Child, yeah, but then they call. Yeah, are you coming? Yeah, yeah, I'll confirm. Yeah, yeah, you're confirmed. You have a reservation confirm. in heaven. Yeah, <laughs> so you're you're okay. You can call. There yeah. are those restaurants in yeah. L.A. I hate them. They yeah. call you the the day before. Yeah, to it's confirm. like, yeah, I called you today. Yeah, <laughs> just we already set the reservation and it's that's in my what, calendar, and that's how God is. Yeah, and that's how God is. God's totally like that. God. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that person being, wherever it is. God like, is exactly God. like Gracias Madre. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, totally. Jesus. 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 I, I, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Saints be praised. Lucky charms. The most racist <laughs> Irish thing. We're in the golden uh, age of Italian and Irish racism. Yeah, yeah. That's like in 50 it, years, it'll be so offensive to go, it's a me, Mario. Yeah, but totally, right now, it's fine. It's totally okay. It's fine. Hey, I fix your I know. It's just like, oh man, really? That is racist. Wow. It's like I don't know. It's a Japanese person who created it. They yeah, don't know. They, yeah. Oh, uh, another level of racism. Yeah, yeah, totally. Japanese people don't know to not be racist. Yeah, they're just like, no, people love Italian food. <laughs> like that's where they started with the character. They love Italian food. Italian food is whimsical. Um, but, uh, it's where we got noodles. Yeah, that's where we got noodles. He takes oh, no. mushrooms. No, they got noodles from them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. China, China. China. Yeah, China. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I knew it was in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being vague with my Asian. Yeah, the Italians got. Yeah. So you know, it's tit for tat. Tits for tats. Tits for tats. Is there a place called Tits for Tats? Because yeah. it would be like like a strip bar that also does tattoo, like a tattoo parlor called Tits oh, for Tats. Oh my god. There's got to be a tattoo but artist that will give you charity. a free tattoo if you show, show them your tits. Yeah, yeah, totally. Tits for tats. Nice. Or just like, you know, tits. It's like there's like strippers that, that do strip and they'd be like, are tattooed. Like, you can get a tattoo. Yeah. Like, like a suicide ah! girl. Like hangout place. Yeah. But then also they get like a portion of the proceeds go to a charity. Is it just me? Suicide girls have been getting thinner and thinner. They're, they're gorgeous girls too. But it used, yeah. to, it used to mean tattooed. And a little beefy. Yeah. And now it's true. just tattooed. Yeah, and no, they're, they're kind of elfy. Yeah. They're like pretty elf. I like elf-like. those, but can you throw a. No, some, some, throw some real girls in that's there. That's what right? I was getting at. Like, like, there's a lot of really sexy real girls, yeah. man. Like, yeah. the big girls are hella sexy. Right. You know? With big girls with tattoos? Get I mean, the fuck out I mean, of here. Come on. You can buy me dinner and I'll yeah, still yeah, get the ring. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, you know what? In that case, all that goes out the window. You're really extraordinarily attractive. Uh, good for you. You found the secret. Yeah, I'm so hot. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but All right, so, anyways, yeah. that's it. That's that's basically it. Like, I, and I just kind of researched every religion possible to try to find all the commonalities in them. Oh, really? Yeah, and you say hang out in theos- theosophical libraries. Have you know? read the Perennial Philosophy? By uh-huh. Aldous Huxley. That's a book that purports oh. to do that. Oh wow! I it's so dense. I read it like I read a page and then I earmark 
It's the earmark from the other side. Oh, I my just, God. I just carry it over to oh the next God. side. It's thick. Oh, but my it's, God. That's that book that I, I – it's, like, always on my goals to read because yeah. it kind of – it didn't start the 60s. But it was one of those books that was like, oh, this guy – did what you did organically right. Right. and wrote a book to be like, this is what everyone's pointing to. They're gotcha. all pointing to the same thing. Gotcha. But it's not written like you and I are talking. It's written like, in the bequeathment of the... It's, it's not oh, Old English, but it's very hard language. to read. Yeah, yeah. It's very intellectual. <laughs> it's very thick. It's like a soup that you could serve on a plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know right, what I mean? right, right. Like, it's on. like, is this frozen? <laughs> it's like, no, that's how it is. Okay. So w- you researched all the religions and you found a common. Did you find a commonality? I mean, the commonality is just like the basic tenets, you know, like do unto others as you yep. would yourself, yep. um, you know, uh, take care of yourself uh, first, you know, develop a good relationship with yourself and then you can do good things for others. Yeah. Um, try to have compassion and, and empathy and learn from your mistakes. Like, I mean, these are it's all common knowledge. Yeah, sure. You know, Um you know, mindfulness, awareness, uh, all of that stuff. I mean, any religion basically has that at their core of, sure. some, of some version of it. And but when, when you get into that real trippy, who am I stuff, when people are like, the great question of existence is who am I? Yeah. Those people don't mean like exploring and cataloging your personality. They mean trying to figure out. When I say in my mind, who am I? Who's mm-hmm. asking? It's yes, what we've been exactly. saying all the time. Yes. So are you kind of on that tip that we're all kind of small pieces of divinity? Well, I think, I think you know, I, I like to think of us as we're collective consciousness, you know. It's like like the holographic consciousness, that idea of like... What is that? I, I don't know. Well, there's a book called uh, The Holographic Universe, and there's people talk about holographic consciousness, which, holog- like... Holograms are interesting because they uh, they kind of I mean this is my basic understanding early holograms like a true holographic plate like like when when you see a hologram and you're like wow it looks 3D but it's right. it's, uh, it's the Last it's, Supper but it's taken like uh, like and in the original way that you would do a hologram not like now we do this volumetric capture which is like ca- cameras all around optically capturing depth information and then you can like use that and put it in VR or AR or whatever and you can walk around it and it's all captured mm. and you're like oh that's, that's but holograms that used lasers um, and then the way on they flat were, paper yeah, and, yeah. To, and to make those plates that you would see yeah. you know um, at carnivals yeah carnivals <laughs> or even like in a uh, on uh, I, uh, on credit cards and stuff like that like yes. those ho- holograms oh right? my god so that's like, like a trick yeah go out with me if I can prove you have a hologram on you right now yeah totally I do not uh, show me your visa yeah totally use you, it yeah. use it humans uh. um, especially you lesbians I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah that's something lesbians would love um, especially uh, you lesbians. Um, hey, you lesbians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah. But but that idea of like collective consciousness that that time exists in in uh, like you exist kind of simultaneously or everything exists simultaneously everywhere and mm. yet is localized to a point of observation like that mm. that that idea that everything is made of energy and uh we're feeling things not necessarily locally like you know the feeling that you get or that gut feeling that you get might be happening somewhere else in the universe or you think you might be a mixed co- uh, mixed signal yeah exactly or it's just or it's just the way that things are wired like if yeah. you think of the universe the entire universe whenever you, you look at pictures of uh, you know, solar systems and nebulas and uh, suns that are like, you know, that are they're being pulled into a black hole or whatever. These are like real things, observable things. It's it just looks like a bunch of cellular life. You yeah. know, everything is cellular. You know, look at planets. You know, there's it's actually, like another zoom out. Yeah, it's a total zoom out. And you're like, well, what's the organism we're living in? 
Like yeah. we must be part of an organism yeah. because it just keeps. It's as far that as that was a great one. In some, did you read the book? Some, uh, uh-uh. so it's like forty versions of the afterlife, and one of them, I forget how he ties us into the afterlife. It's the idea that we realize that we are in a, a body of something, oh, yeah. and therefore we have to be very, very quiet because there was this other planet that was very loud and kept trying to find out uh, what they belonged to, and it was removed like cancer. It became oh, right. like this thing in the body, and they were like, well, what the fuck is that? Right. So that thing went to the doctor and had it removed. So the, the planet that you wake up on when you die is this planet where everyone's like, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, it, but there is something... There's something that feels right on about that where it's like look at cells and to a cell or look at an ant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when we look at these things that make up these other things, there's there's this recurring – people love that in geometry. It's like these shapes recur mm-hmm. naturally in everything. Mm-hmm. Or, there are even people – you cut open a peach and it looks like this, the sun and there's all these like little stories right. happening. Fibonacci sequence, yeah, fractals. Yes, it, it, mm-hmm. fractal, yeah, exactly. And then I, I'm not sure if this is true anymore but – that they 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 used to think I'm not sure if it's mm. true. So Google it. Okay. But it's the idea that the way that electrons move in a in a in an atom are similar to the way that planets move around the Completely. sun. Completely. It sounds great. I don't. I've had that said to me as fact. I, I and then yeah. someone recently said that that wasn't true. But either way. There are examples. Of yeah. That. <laughs> well, I mean, the other thing to remember is that we are inventing these observations. What do you mean? We're, well, we're inventing the process to observe something, and then we're also inventing the interpretation of the observation. That's right. So, like, everything in the world, like, everything we use, you know, a guitar, a pencil, um, you know, the feeling of cloth on your skin, all that stuff, that's all just, like, improvised uh, interpretation mm. and like, you know, invention and interpretation. So the idea that we're like, well, it's kind of like the, you know, it looks like the solar system. It's like, well, actually electrons travel differently than they do. It's like, well, yeah, that's true. But it's, it's kind of, it's kind of all true. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I like, like it's all about, cause you're just like, a, you're a consciousness interpretation center. You mm. know, you're just like input is happening and you're interpreting it. Yes. And, and so there is no definitive interpretation. Right. You know, there never will be. Right. And, and so, so, and that's the fun of it. It's the fun is that you can like, well, yeah, science can come up with a lot of repeatable stuff. It's fucking dope, you know, and stuff that totally makes sense. That, yeah. That is, that is for the most part true. Right. Um, but at the same time, someone comes along and like, they're like, well, actually it's like this. And then suddenly everything is flipped on its head and now it's this. Right. And that's happened so many times throughout our tiny little are eggs good for us or not? Yeah, our eggs good for yeah, totally. Is cholesterol good for us? Oh, there's good cholesterol. Stay away from fat. No, fat's bad for you. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Fat's good for you. But right. what kind of fat is Every good? Every once you? in a while you get a glimpse of the feeling that you and I are the only two people in the world. We're these two toddlers. Uh, sitting on a, a big red rock, mm-hmm. and every once in a while you get a glimpse of just how mysterious and insanely unknowable that is. Yes. Yet we live in these constructs. I love that you said repeatable. Yeah. That's the, one of the tenets of science. Yeah. Repeatable. We can do it. We can have a theor- a thesis, and then we can do it. Yeah. And we do it again. And it happens again, and and yeah. it's gorgeous. There's yeah. a true divinity to mathematics. Totally. And Albert Einstein was smart enough to kind of melt into that yeah but concurrently there's a whole lot of what the fuck are we doing on this red rock in these overalls yes why is it just you and me and why do we have these jacks yeah yeah why are we using these the corn snacks not the toy oh the corn Ah, snacks you you, you clever clever human you Ah! 
Look at this guy. Look at this guy. You can't because it's a podcast. Uh, you could look at a picture of him while the podcast. Yeah, there you go. Google him it. Yeah, Safe so. search off. I could imagine him moving around. Um, <laughs> Just like the VR people. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, that was the thing, crazy thing. In, in VR, there's this... Uh, there's this uh, thing you can do uh, with the HTC Vive called uh, the Lab, and it's like a VR simulation thing that you can go into. And it's it's like this: you're in this pocket universe with all these like little creatures r- r- moving around, and the or the people moving around look like bathroom, like the like the, yeah. the bathroom signs or whatever, yeah. like the human, you know, woman, yeah. human, human man. Um, they look like that, so they're flat and they're black, and they just like they cruise around. They've got clipboards and they're moving around this pocket universe, and you're able to move around this lab, and they're these stations of these different realities you can try out. Mm. So it's kind of like a base station for to to a home base to try out different realities. And one of the realities is uh, the universe, the solar system. And you you can you appear <laughs> outside the solar system, and you can travel like to these planets. And you can't go into the planets, but you can come up to them. So they look like like a little pea in front of you. And you can actually grab it with the controller and you can't see it if the sun's in front. So you have to like look around at the other side of where the sun is lighting the planet and uh-huh. you can see all the like the little layers and stuff or you can see the tiny rings or whatever. And you're just like, and, and it's supposedly to scale and you realize how close, how giant the sun is and how close the earth is to the sun. Oh, wow. And it's it's crazy to have that like, God-like perspective yes. on these planets. You're standing there like Galact- Galactus. Galactus, yeah. Galactus. It's totally Galactus vibes. Yeah. And, but then you're looking at the sun and it's like, what the fuck is that thing? It, like You're looking at it and it's just like this weird, like, looks kind of like a like a zygote or something yeah. like that. It's just, and there's like these arcs of light that come out from it or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, you can't, you don't even know what is it made of? Why is yeah. it continuing to just stay? We were just talking about that. And it's, it's energy and it's burning energy. Yeah. That is absorbable by another thing over here. Yeah. Val and I were just talking about cars, and I was like, it's so weird that our model for burning and consuming energy to run something started with us. Yeah. We're like, oh, well, I eat things, and then I yeah. digest them, and the runoff of this energy is what I use to move around. Yeah. But I have to eat at Arby's first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, we're yeah. like, and that's kind of like a horse, and that's kind of like a car. Yeah. And really, that's kind of like the sun and yeah. the earth. It's a very simple principle. It's fucking crazy. It's just like, it's just like something, two, two things. Again, it's a binary reality. We live <laughs> in a binary. It's completely binary. It's all yes and no. It's all yes and no and all the in-betweens. Yeah. That's it. And then all like 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 binary information, like everything that we create as human beings, all the technology that we create, it's all you can explain life through all the various things that we create, you mm. know, like a computer and a hard drive. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like ones and zeros. If you stack them in a row and they're alternating, and you multiply that by thousands and tens of thousands by millions of times, so suddenly you have a program. Yeah, it's like, but it's just made of just ones and zeros that are just over time. The yep. arrangement of the ones and zeros create a program. Yeah, and so that idea of like that's kind of like how reality functions. Yeah. Like we have the binary within ourselves. We have like that was good, that was bad. But then you have the in between, the gray area. Yeah. And then in science, like you know, we we can make a telescope that can see so far into space. But then we just get it. Just turns it just gets blurry and gray. Like, yeah. no matter how far we go, we can keep going. It's like a fractal. Like, mm-hmm. when you look at those, like, those fractal images, like, that they're just computer-generated yeah. fractals. Like, you can't find a beginning point or an ending point. Yeah. You think you do, and then it just changes into something else. Right. And you realize there never was a beginning or an end. Yeah. So that idea of infinity or something that never had a beginning or an end is, like, kind of the core of 
binary collision you know it's yeah. like what happens with a, a joke you know like like i always say that a joke is a great example of uh of uh of annihilating opposites you mm. know so like you you have a setup and then you like subvert or you have an expectation you subvert the expectation and through timing and texture and context and content suddenly this little thing happens and everyone laughs and when everyone laughs in that moment at that thing it's just a just a moment you're like you're kind of like best self your like most enlightened self because yes. you're just like laughing at free. paradox free you're yeah, free you're person. free yeah you're a free you're person. enlightened yeah totally you're enlightened and that's why humor is so incredibly important and why people are scared of it and why it's dangerous to people who hold control oh, no. they don't want people to have an awareness that they have their own control yeah <laughs> so humor's not a good thing for them. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because they invite the speakers to the <laughs> i know man tell me about it Man, it's some bad cracker jacks. <laughs> that was amazing. I love that. Crazy. Uh, well, that felt like a good God section. Do you want to? We, we <laughs> yeah. We've been going two and a half hours. Yeah. Do you have to go on your I, coffee? Day? I should probably get ready for my. Then coffee let me day. just do the one last question. It can be a short answer. Yeah, absolutely. Is uh, the hardest time the the time you laugh the hardest? People give me a hard time about that. Can you remember? It doesn't have to be a good story. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Just when you think of yourself crying with laughter. or belly aching or oh my god god there's so many examples of it but uh it's one of those questions that can drive you crazy because you're like i know there's an amazing one that is a good story i know i I, just anyone i think i think probably well the the first time i remember like losing my shit laughing as a kid was um watching a pbs uh telethon (laughs) fundraiser whatever and them talking about Monty Python. And I was like, what's Monty Python? I don't know. And then they were like, uh, yeah, up next, we're going to be showing the Holy Grail, mm. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And and, uh, and all I knew is that it was about like knights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I loved medieval stuff as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, it's great. It's going to be a medieval movie. This is going to be so cool. <laughs> And then I remember... It like, didn't even occur to you that it might no be idea. absurd. No, not a clue. Had uh, no it's fucking idea. It's like when idea. I saw From Dust Till Dawn uh, and I, I didn't know it was a horror movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. right, right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Totally. You're like, oh, this is cool. What the fuck? <laughs> or Cabin in the Woods. Yes. Uh, I didn't know how I had that no was idea good. that was good. That was, was like, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that's the best thing, one of the yeah. best things I've ever seen. Yeah. But, like, I just remember, like, being excited to see this thing. And they were like, okay, and now Monty Python uh, think, and the Holy Grail or In Search of the Holy Grail and something. I think, anyway. Yeah, and, and the Holy, and the I Holy think, Grail. I think. I think it's and the Holy Grail. Someone Guys, um, yelling have a fight over it. Have a fight uh, over it in the comment session. But, um, so, so, you know, and it starts out with that hill. You know, so you just see a hill and then you hear a horse like, Yes, and and I'm like, oh, this is so great! I can't wait, you know. And it's just that static shot of the hill, and then you see, and then you see uh, this guy. This, you know, it's like the King Arthur or whatever, like coming over the hill, and uh, you see that there's the guy with the backpack, Terry Gilliam, who's got this giant, super tall backpack, and they both come over the hill, and he's just acting like he's right, like the King Arthur is acting like he's riding the horse, and he's just trotting along, and then the guy st- next to him's got the two coconuts, just going. <laughs> and as soon as I saw that, I was like, "What the?" Fuck? I just, I, lo- I lost yes. it, and I, I, I couldn't. 
Man, that just totally tilted my whole world. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. How could you do this to me? Oh, in a good way. Oh, totally. And like I was laughing so hard. Yes. It's like a surprise party. Yeah, totally. You didn't. Wow. Had no idea that that was going to happen. And I was you, totally thought it was going to be a sincere, because I'd just seen like Dragon Slayer. Yes. Which was like a pretty serious fantasy movie. Yeah. And so I, I was like, oh, another medieval movie. Yeah. It's going to be great. I saw like a little bit of Excalibur when I was a kid, you know. And so I was like, yeah, it's going to be like that. And it just was not that. What a beautiful time. Now you go see a comedy, you're like, this will be a comedy. But yeah, to right. see it and be like, I didn't even know. And it's grown-ups, too. Yeah, That's what always I struck know. me about yeah. Monty Python. I was like, these guys look like they're 40. Yeah, they're adults. That looks like my dad. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, they're like, they're full grown adults. Dad doesn't, being so silly. Dad doesn't do that. They're ma- maximum silly. I mean, yeah. The, the, the recent thing that made me they feel like... They kept the flame alive. They, they totally did. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Into, into Rick and Morty, 20s, to me, is the, new th- is the new version of that for me. Okay, I haven't seen when, that. When people were talking about Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, cartoon. And I'm not like... I don't necessarily gravitate to cartoons super quickly. Yeah. But then when I saw it, I, my mind was blown. I was like, this is like I wrote it. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, you, You've seen it, Stats? It's like Rick and is, is it for grown-ups? Rick and Morty for sure, definitely for grown-ups. It's not like an ironic, like a brony situation. No, 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 no. No, it's no. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. It yeah. sounds like Brick and Morty. It's Dan is Harmon. That, is that intentional? Yeah, kind of, probably. Yeah, actually, that I never even thought about that. But that's, that's what I'm here to true. do, man. That's what I'm here yeah, to do. Because Marty McFly. Because this was it started with uh, Justin Roiland doing this cartoon that he wanted to like see how offensive. He could make a cartoon before, uh, uh, before uh, whatever. Who was it that did uh, Back to the Future? Um, whatever the movie studio. Yeah. Um, he wanted to like get a cease and desist letter from. He just wanted to like push the boundary so yeah. much. So he like made it about those two. But like this thing about like where. Oh, fun. Uh, uh, what's what's the guy's name? The professor in Back to the Future. Uh, Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Yeah. So so it's like Doc Brown is as instructing. Marty on how to lick his balls, and he keeps telling him like how to lick his balls, and they show like a close up of his balls. They're just like just gross looking with hair all over him. He's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Or he's like, You've got to do it. You've got to do it, Marty. It's imperative. It's the only way we can. <laughs> This whole cartoon, <laughs> it was like a really shitty cartoon too. It was yeah. just like he just like drew it, like, and 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 from that came the idea for Rick, Rick and Morty. Oh my and god! And so it's the same paradigm. It's the same like Rick is the scientist and Morty, but it's not as it's not as gross. But it still has that. It still uh-huh. has a pretty. It's pretty. It goes pretty far. Oh fuck! But it is just genius. It's, it's Dan Harmon and and uh, Justin Roiland okay. who created it. It's right. it's insane. But anyways. That that created that same amount of wonder and like wow. like uncontrollable laughter. I love it. Anyways. That's great. Uh, I mean, let's get you to your coffee date. All right. <laughs> oh, see you co- soon, Andrea. You've been in every episode of this podcast because you're the theme song. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. that's and I can't I can't thank you enough for that, man. I can't believe you did it. I still kind of can't believe you did it. Are you kidding? I mean, I appreciate it, but you were very busy at the time. You're always busy. And I was like, ah, and I know a lot of people ask you. Oh, man. And you did it. I think it has, I don't know, let's not put a value on it, but I think it has something to do with why this show took off. Like something more than the sum of its parts is that people like the song so I'm really grateful for oh, it. Oh man! So thank you. My, my pleasure. I'm a huge fan of yours. I oh, always have thanks, been. Man. So that was. Well, we didn't even talk Whatever about our history. It. We could have talked about New York and comics I and know. all that shit. Let's do another one. We'll do another one. Absolutely. 
Uh, would you say keep it crispy? Yeah. Hey, guys. Keep it crispy. <laughs> That's excellent. <laughs> Thank you, Reggie. I love you, man. You're yeah, great. I love you too, man. Let's get You're out of best. here. Wow. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com. 